you're forever a changed man. Yeah, there's there's pre ma and post ma. <laughs> That's so how wait, I define my so life. PM and PM. Exactly. <laughs> I live in darkness. <laughs> there's no morning, only evening. <laughs> but yeah, because then at evening, guess where I get to go? To Maz. Oh, it's always five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> You'll just have to excuse me. I'm eating chicken parmesan. Chicken parmesan. <laughs> oh my god. And we're just getting started, baby. <laughs> Everyone missed it. Yeah. Is this season two? Yeah, I was gonna say you guys should call it season two and act like this was a planned hiatus. <laughs> So what other movies have you guys been seeing? We've recently, we saw this, we saw Booksmart, which is related. Can you believe it or not? If you believe it or not. <laughs> just yeah. that they share people? And just one person, just one I person. Um, We saw, before that, we saw Aladdin. Mm-hmm. How was that? Here's the thing. It was good. If you walk into the movie half an hour late. <laughs> well, it's not even... It's It was good, I think, period. It's just, the, it, like, the beginning, it was really rough, and then it got better for some reason. I don't really know It was why. like, as soon as Will Smith appeared, everyone was like, oh, we're going to make this a good movie? Okay. That's truly shocking. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. <laughs> but the first beginning of the movie before the genie shows up is just straight up bad. The one of the first songs when he's like running around through like the village and stuff is supposed to be so fun and it was just real bad. I saw it in the trailer when he's singing um, like One Jump, there's yeah, one, jump. one note about. that he just straight up misses. Yeah. And it's so strange. And it was He just doesn't hit the note. Him especially, but a, and also Jafar. A lot of times it seemed like they were reading their, their, uh, their lines for the very first time it was like this like they just took a take and then they had to yell line and then someone yelled their line and then they just recited it that's just like how it felt for a lot of just a lot of what they were doing a lot of the movie it was rough and you you know uh, like morally i'm just against the movie yeah i know you are so i can't see it but so it's good to hear it from you yeah, he's, What's he's your... against remakes. No, I'm specifically. Disney I'm not against remakes. remakes. I'm against live action remakes that don't change the plot at all and are just such an obvious like just grab for money instead of giving see, new storytellers. So you saw Dumbo opportunity. I did not see Dumbo. Why? Because I didn't. It didn't look good. Well, you missed out. It wasn't good. I liked it. I also yeah, but I, Lauren refused to see it. I didn't see Dumbo. I didn't see Aladdin. I won't see Lion King. Oh, I'm seeing Lion King. I'm seeing Lion I gotta, King. I guess we're my there's, boy. And there's uh, two words as to why. Can anyone guess? Donald Glover. Billy yes, Eichner. <laughs> What'd you say? Billy Eichner. <laughs> B. Yonsei. It's actually, it's actually John Oliver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's. I like everybody. I, I think I said on my one podcast, like... Uh, I would pay like $50 to watch uh, them do a live table read of the original Lion King movie. Just these people. <laughs> I'd much, ra- I would watch that. I'd much rather see it. But I'll, you know, 
I'll go see the live action movie, but I think I'd rather just watch them sit around a table and read it. I think that'd be fun to watch. So did you to see? Me, Mal- did you see Maleficent? No, no, I did not. I haven't seen an Angelina Jolie movie except well, for when we well, saw Half Assault. Have you not seen? <laughs> yeah, we did see Half Assault. Me, me and Lauren have free tickets to Salt. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Quinn, I haven't seen any Angelina Jolie movie. <sighs> we saw That's half of shocking. we saw Half of Salt one time. Yeah, and I watched <laughs> I watched like first half of um, Wanted, I think. On I've TV seen that. once, but I didn't see anything after Angelina Jolie came in. I stopped watching before that happened. I haven't That's seen any movie before That's shocking to me. I genuinely love Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I think it's an excellent movie. But what I, I brought up Maleficent is because it's like a live action, but it's not or like a... It's a sequel. Yeah, it's not a plot remake. I have no didn't idea see what that, it's about. Didn't see Cinderella. To me, it feels like Disney just being like, fuck you guys, we want money and we know you'll buy this shit. I but was like, the... I was excited for Beauty and the Beast, and then anytime it went for me to go see it, I was like, <sighs> and then I when I was on Netflix, I started putting it on, and I was like, <sighs> shares an actor with Ma. I'm, I'm sure Gaston. Oh. Gaston is. But okay, while well, while we're on Beauty and the Beast, I know I kept interrupting Quinn, and he wants to say something. I think I'm pretty sure I've said it before, so it's fine. Go ahead. Now I have noodles in my mouth. Okay, great. He's got noodles. (laughs) Um, My problem with Beauty and the Beast as a general story... This is so embarrassing. (laughs) ...is so much worse in the live action, and that's why I just can't bring myself to watch it. Because, some of you may know, big Gaston fan. (laughs) (laughs) With, I mean, with the sexism... And just that whole thing aside, if you just take that part out, <laughs> she thinks Gaston is handsome. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, that's whoa, one, what? That's one way to put it. <laughs> In so many words. <laughs> well, but, you, don't, you don't want to. You don't want to fuck his personality. <laughs> no, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a it's a surface level attraction. It's not exactly. a it's not a personality. No, attraction. personality wise, talking to him, he sucks. However, she her what she chooses over him is a literal monster. But he but Gaston is a monster on the inside. I know. <laughs> but that doesn't take the bestiality out of it. And then at the end of the movie his insides are on the outside. And so that's why I can't watch the live action because it's like the whole the whole plot of Beauty and the Beast is just so gross to me that she just falls in love with this animal. And now, that's one that's one thing in the cartoon, but then to make it an actual living, breathing beast animal, I'm like, why? <laughs> why, why would you pick that over a human being? That's fair. And I just, I can't watch it. I, I, I was just going to say, I've never seen <laughs> any... Claw's coming out, guys. Ooh. Ooh, and I have I have a big glass of chocolate milk. <laughs> it's on brand for both of us. <laughs> I kind of want the slam shark. Okay. All right, now we're ready. Yeah, now we can talk about Ma. Because <laughs> we're, we're, no, we're day drinking. Because <laughs> we're not drinking alone. All right. This episode formally sponsored by White Claw, Land Shark, and Chocolate Milk. And Kroger brand chocolate milk. And noodles. And noodles. Some movies rule and some movies rock. Some movies win awards, but these ones do not.
Some movies that are made are not up to par. We're gonna talk about them on one star. We're gonna be sitting in the hot. <sighs> Live from Ma's basement. <clears throat> At the end of the movie, that's why I taught. Oh, you're right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hello, and welcome to, um, believe it or not, another episode of One Star. Season that, two. <laughs> season two. That we totally planned and didn't <laughs> just randomly take a break without telling anybody. Nope. Um, a bad movie podcast where we talk about bad movies that have one celebrity in them. I'm going to start explaining that from the top, because someone who was on an episode of One Star later revealed that she didn't realize that that was the whole conceit of the podcast. <laughs> I was going to ask if it was me for a second. No. You knew you knew about it. No, but you were looking at me the whole time. No. Uh, well, since you already talked, we do have a guest. <laughs> Wait, we got to introduce ourselves first. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, we're rusty, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm Lauren. And I'm the bedazzled denim cap that you only break out for special occasions, Quinn. <laughs> Only one special occasion, and it was Only a FaceTime call. Well, here's okay. We'll introduce you first because I have things to say about the denim hat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with us uh, once again, he was on our uh, Princess Switch episode. He had not seen the movie Mm-mm. in that episode. He has seen this one, yep. so got, got dragged along. <laughs> <laughs> he got dragged along uh, so that I wouldn't see Malo. <laughs> Even though Quinn did. We'll get it. <laughs> um, it's my brother and also our snuffed co-host, uh, Tyler. How's it going, everybody? Great. Tyler here. Great. I'm doing amazing. <laughs> Very excited to be here for the start of a brand new season here on One Star. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to the denim hat. <laughs> so, as you know... I have multiple Ma reaction images saved on my phone for any occasion. Yeah, we all know this. (laughs) The listeners know this. I know this. Everybody knows. And, but I have one. I have two of her and her denim hat. And in one of them, she has blood on her face and she's walking down like a mysterious hallway. But that wasn't in the movie. I was and just going to say, that never happens. The fact we were robbed of, like, murder in a denim, bedazzled denim hat <laughs> you, is really rude to me. You were under the um, assumption that this was, like, her hockey mask or her striped sweater. Exactly. This was, this was her William Shatner mask. This was her iconic slasher look. It feels iconic. It is. Well, yeah, it is. It is. It's by nature the fact that you have three images saved on your phone of her. That's iconic. And do you guys know what the hat says? There's a word on it. No. It's it's it, it's like in what are they called? Rhinestones. Letters. Rhinestones. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it says sexy. <laughs> I love it. Oh, what a weird fucking movie this was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did, I did text Quinn immediately after we walked out, and I said, first off, great movie. <laughs> like, it's almost like we shouldn't be doing it for this podcast, because one, there are so many famous people in it, and two, it's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, is I did not know, oh, I forgot she killed Alex like, and Janie. I, I'm going to do Spoiler this. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm going to do this, this, um, this research. 
but uh, the amount of Academy Award nominations in this movie is upsetting. <laughs> and the- wins. Several wins. Some nominations. But here's the thing, though, is that I uh, did not realize that any of those famous people were in this movie. I My jaw hit the floor when Allison Janney turns the corner. I know. And she was the best character. <laughs> if she was if she was barely in it, it made no sense. Yeah, like why how much was she paid for this movie? You literally could have gotten anybody and it would have been the same. But for some reason they're just like, we're gonna pay for Oscar winner Allison Janney to share the screen with Oscar winner Octavia Spencer and just hurl some insults at her. And that's the, that's her entire role. Yeah, well here's the thing. The um the director of this film is, uh, let me get his name, Tate Taylor. And he, of course, directed the Academy Award nominee film, The Help, starring Academy Award winner Allison Janney and Octavia Spencer, he which also, is, of course, how these people ended up in this movie. He also directed Girl on the Train, which is just an insane movie on its own. If you haven't seen it, it's really a trip. Warren, were you wondering that? I kind of was. I, there's no way. I, it was 100 percent fake. I'm gonna look at it now. There's a. I typed in Ma or Luke Evans because I wanted to see if he had been in any Academy Award nominated movies. And or no, this is just Ma. This is the Google search for Ma. One of the things that comes up is uh, a Vulture article from two days ago. Luke Evans knows you're wondering if that's his actual dick in Ma. <laughs> that's the headline. Oh. Uh, there's so she, okay. I'm I'm reading it right now, so we're gonna find out what's everybody's votes. No. Yeah, no. me too. Okay. No, Lauren, you... Mm. No, I didn't think it was. I saw <laughs> it and I thought it was fake, but then... Um, I mean, there's always a part of you be like, what if that was his actual dick? <laughs> Wait, I've, I've discovered something. This guy has directed eight movies. Octavia Spencer has been in five of them, and Allison Janney has been in seven of them. So that likely... Are we uncovering explains. something? That is most likely why Allison Janney's in this movie. So she does kill the pastor daughter. Oh. According to IMDb. Trivia. Oh. That, that's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. Okay, it, it doesn't seem thing. like it says whether or not for sure, but there's no way. It was too pale. What was? It was clearly fake. The oh, dick. The, I'm the, talking the about like Evan's dick still. I don't know how you guys are talking about anything else. <laughs> it did. This movie, we have to give it credit, did make back its budget, which a lot of the movies we review don't. It didn't seem like the kind of movie that would show us a dick, so I was genuinely excited when they did. I was like, good for Ma. (laughs) I really didn't think it would either, but uh, it did. It went there. Um, I did attempt to take notes. They are very, um, barely legible. I didn't even try because, so here's my Ma viewing experience. I, I go to the theater. I haven't eaten lunch. I order a hot dog. Mm. That's important. Off to a bad start. It just paints the picture of who I am as a person. In which in which theater chain were you at? I, AMC. That's all we got in Toledo. Mm. So I go in, and originally I think no one's in here, and I'm like, great, this is exactly how I want to be. But then I like go up to the back because I want to sit like right in the back, right middle, perfect spot. And then I see a woman that I didn't notice before, and I was like, oh shoot. And it was this, like, middle-aged woman 
by herself. And I was like, the one person I don't want to be seeing a ma alone with is a, a, she, a possible ma herself. Did she invite herself. you over? Did she invite you to, your ba- to her basement to drink with her? I ran out of there as soon as it was over. I was very nervous. Because <laughs> she was like sitting vaguely behind me. And I was like, what's going to happen to me? Uh, our viewing experience, we walked into the theater. Uh, there was trailers playing. But no, no sound. <laughs> uh, and there was one person in the theater, and he was stand- just sitting there. And I was, and luckily, we found out that they were with somebody who had already gone to say something about the audio. I was really concerned that they were just sitting there without sound and just not doing anything about it. Not really freaked me out. <laughs> like, this is fine. I was so relieved when somebody else came in and said, "Oh, I, I sat with them and said, oh, I just told them about the audio.'" I was like, "Oh, thank God." Because uh, I had I had people who came to my theater. We had a really bad storm uh, where my theater is not too long ago, and it's a very small theater. There's only two actual screens in it, mm-hmm. and these people came like fifty forty five minutes early to the movie and sat in the theater. And the power went out in the theater, so we lost all power and the lights were out. And I went in there and I said, "Hey, uh, just so you know, we lost all of our power." So I don't think we're going to be able to show you the movie today. And they went, all right, we'll just wait. What? Yeah. So then like 30 minutes later, I went back in and I was like, yeah, we still don't have power. Are you guys going to leave or are you guys just going to sit here in the dark like weirdos? Because that's what they were doing. There's no power in the theater they were in. They were just sitting in the dark for that's like 35, right. 40 minutes. That's so weird. Yeah, it was terrifying. So, there you go. <laughs> People do weird shit at movie theaters. I'm not going to But she, like, wasn't laughing, and I then I started <clears throat> feel bad for cracking up when I did. So I was, like, trying to contain myself. I feel like we had a similar experience. Another couple came and sat, like, kind of behind us, but we, we still were the only ones reacting to anything that happened in the film. The people behind us reacted. Yeah. They didn't like any of the gore. I almost asked if there was gore. There's a little bit of gore. Yeah, there's not a lot of there's gore. A, there's a pinch. It, it is very, very, very abundantly clear that this movie was made by somebody who's never made a horror film before. Yeah, because for what, 80%, it's just straight up not a horror movie. And then when and it is, it's all, also not really. And also, literally all of the main characters are fine. Yeah. I mean, they're like... It's minor. It's injured. not even like wounds like they might die. Like, the, they're fine. The okay, injured... The most injured one was a stab, and even then, he still was, like, moving at the end. I have a genuine question. I, who cares about, like, if we recap, right? I just, I have questions that I want answers. No, no one's gonna listen to this. <laughs> okay. So, what, what was Ma's plan? Was her plan um, to tie them up, and then just merely wound a few of them, and then give, like, a face painting to the other? Well, we need to really unpack that. Ooh, I don't think we're qualified. <laughs> we're not. Well, take Taylor, white man, feels qualified to say that's that. That's what we're, nothing, we're, nothing to do with race in this movie, so that's gonna, interesting. We're going to unpack his comments. Because <laughs> I don't know if you are aware, but he's made comments. Ooh, I did not know. I mean, like, you can see it in the help, his... his um. Not quite getting it. <laughs> I just showed Lauren a picture of him, and the face she made was so good. Uh, and I'm really Bob. sad this isn't this isn't a physical. Oh, he does. Yeah. I. You know what? I. Okay. He does look like a cop. 
No, yeah. Here's what I'm going to say about that. I like, I think I, I knew it. I knew that because he was so bad at acting that I literally said, I feel like this is the director. <laughs> I really did. I swear to God, I had that thought in the movie and then I like put it out of my mind. I also do want to point out the, this fun fact about myself that I pointed out to, to Tyler before the movie is that I believe this is the first horror movie I've seen in theaters that wasn't directed by Jordan Peele. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a bummer. Out. Because I saw Get Out was the first time I ever went to see. Oh no, I saw. Never mind, we're good. Oh, I saw um, Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day Two. You think it's okay to come on this podcast and lie? So I am showing Lauren a headline so, for a GQ article that friends? says the Ma director will not let you pee. What? Oh, oh. like. To, what's the best time to pee during Ma? No, uh, no, I think it's just that Tate Taylor won't let you pee. <laughs> it doesn't really. I don't want to look at it and specify. I just kind of want to sit in this. If you're if you're listening to this before you've seen Ma, even though we've already spoiled many things <laughs> that happens in this movie, I'm just gonna f- go out and tell you that you you are more than welcome to pee at any point in this movie. I am gonna. You'll say be fine. The exact opposite. This is a must see movie. And you do not want to miss a single second of it. <laughs> All right, I'm doing this off the top of my head, but I think in this film, uh, Juliet Lewis, Octavia Spencer, um, Allison Janney, and Missy Pyle have all been in Academy Award nominated Best Pictures. Um, yeah, that I agree. That's a lot of people. <laughs> For this movie, I just think that's really funny. I love, I love Juliet Lewis. I think Juliet she, Lewis is, is great. She's the mom of Maggie. The mom. Who was she in? Not ma. Not ma. She was ma. She, ma. She was um for Kate Fear was her Academy Award nomination. Mm-hmm. She she's been in a bunch of stuff. I'm trying to think of one you've probably seen. Old school. Uh, Starsky and Hutch. Never saw Starsky and Hutch? No. Oh, disappointing. Big fan of that movie. Have you seen her, like, Instagram rants? No. No. (laughs) They are amazing. I recommend looking them up after this. That's the real reason I love her. Uh, what are they about? What's she rant about? Just everything. I I, I, I don't want to taint them for you. I just want you to see them. I don't think it just absorb what's happening. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah. She plays Audrey, Mm -hmm. the daughter, I think. Anyway, but she's great. This whole cast is great. Um, Dinah Silvers was great in Booksmart. Yes, she is. She's good in this, I'd say. Uh, Here's my issue, and it might be because of Booksmart. But she just exudes gay energy for me. <laughs> and I, I she, didn't buy her being in love with this 14-year-old. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't think she... She definitely exuded gay energy in Booksmart. I didn't feel like she exuded as much gay energy in this. It seemed like she was playing the same exact character. That's what I got, too. Except a little less cool. Yes. But the, I don't know the guy. I think it was the other guy. He just looks like a child. He looked so much younger. Well, than he's he is he's from to. Girl Beats World. He is. Did you know that? I did. Well, because only because yeah. Lauren told me. 
I, I only... did not. He's also from R.L. Stein's Mostly Ghostly. I've not seen that. I just looked it up. Because <laughs> we were driving home and I was looking up what everyone was on. The girl that got her lips sewn shut. I don't remember her character name. Haley. Haley. She was in a couple episodes of Awkward. And that's how I, know <laughs> I like her voice a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't recall. It's like it's just like raspy. It it's like oh, I've smoked a few I, cigarettes. I liked her. I thought she was fun in this. She was good. I mean, at the end of the um, day, they could have been played by anybody else, and the teens would have been the same. Right? They don't really no. do anything about halfway through the movie. This movie is such a slow. Burn. It, 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 <laughs> I feel like it generally forgets to make you like care about the teens. It forgets its genre. I, it can't be defined by genre. No. It's clearly it's supposed to be a horror movie, but I'm but Tate Taylor I, he doesn't know how to make a horror movie, and you and it's really obvious because he doesn't even really try to do anything scary through most of the film. Usually, like a horror movie starts off with like that like that opening something to to get you in a creepy mood. This movie just starts with 45 minutes of nothing happening and then they don't even introduce you to Monja later on and then she doesn't even do anything creepy until like probably 45 minutes in the film that's what you said it was a slow burn and it is but it's not like it's a slow burn and then it like hurry up and catches on fire it's just like a slow burn that just I mean the house does catch fire really quickly yeah and then and then and then you hit your mom with frying pan and knock over a few candles yeah that's what this movie is it's like it's like in the fire challenge in Survivor. <laughs> it's like one of those. It's one of where they they just. <laughs> well, I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining that they're all they're all trapped and it looks like Ma's gonna win and Wardog looks over at everybody and just goes. And then and then and then and then she gets hit by the frying pan and he goes. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, this. For our, for our snuffed fans listening, <laughs> it's like the fire challenge where the first, I would say, 55 minutes <laughs> is um, just chipping away at that flint. <laughs> just chipping away, chipping away, nothing's happening, and then you keep trying, and then you get a spark, and then you think you're going to get it, and it starts rising, and it's almost at the, it's almost at the flag, and then it just immediately dies out. That's what it is. That's what this movie is. It ends so weird. Yeah. It just, like the, when the last shot is a very bad CGI rendering of the house. And also, yeah. like, what kind of horror movie ends with the villain giving up and uh, dying in her burning house? This one. Hey, we didn't see with a body. Luke Evans, who I'm still not sure if he was even dead or not, because I think he was just sitting there breathing normally. <laughs> so I couldn't tell if he was supposed to be dead or not. <laughs> Here's another thing. What why was she like you know what my revenge is gonna be I'm gonna replace your blood with dog blood okay, yeah, okay he's a dog Quinn here's, where, he's here's, a dog. here's the thing okay we wanted to talk about her motives before but let's just quickly talk about the, this death cause not only does so she so she puts in a transfusion for him to get injected with dog blood eventually that would kill him because it's not 
Assuming people blood. Assuming he has people blood. <laughs> well, Lauren, Lauren's upset because it almost it, it seems as if she was trying to take Gaston and turn him into some kind of beast. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, she was not okay with that. He's perfect the way he is. <laughs> no, so she does that, which will kill him, and she knows that. But then she also slits his wrist. <laughs> Does she know that? Does she know anything? She's not very good at working at the veterinarian's office. And now most of her, like, stuff that she does at the end seems to be, like, you could have called this movie The Vet. <laughs> or, uh, or... Veterinary Assistant, thank you very much. Right, right, right. Like, oh. <laughs> that seemed to be, it was more about her being a veterinarian than her about, about being a ma. Which even the way that they reveal the name of the movie is very dumb, oh, too. Oh, my God. When the, when the twist reveal came that this movie's about Munchausen by proxy, I lost my goddamn mind. Uh, and Quinn, me and Lauren both know exactly what you're talking about, so you don't need to explain it. But for some of the listeners, can you maybe talk about what that means? <laughs> so it's like, it's like this mental disorder where, as a, usually a parent, but it's like you have a power position... And you, like, imprint a illness on someone you have power over and, like, convince them and convince the world and convince yourself that they are, like, sick when they're not. And it's just, like, all made up. And it's, like, so wild. It's one of my favorite things. I'm fascinated by it. It is. But I won't watch the welcome, act because fuck, fuck you, Joey King. Fuck you, Joey King. Welcome to, the, to our new podcast, My Favorite Disorder. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it so fascinating. And then for them to just throw it in for no reason. Oh, absolutely <laughs> no reason. Absolutely no reason for that to be a part of the film. I genuinely forgot about that girl. I did too. Completely. Um, I do have notes. Do we, should we try and, and go through them? Yeah, let's get through the notes that you have. Because that could be interesting. So, And then we can try and get through the actual plot of the movie. So my first note is fuck this it trailer. <laughs> yeah, Lauren, does it scare you? Well, no, I think Lauren thought it was kind of goofy and funny at first, but she didn't know it was it. <laughs> I didn't. Well, I knew. I knew as soon as they showed the picture that it looked like Pennywise, and I was like, oh, this is fucking it. I tried to tell you before then. I loved. Don't get me wrong. I love a creepy old lady getting naked and attacking you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Did you see the it trailer? Did it, did it air? I've seen it many a time. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And then it got to the clown part, and I was like, I'm, I'm tapping out. I'm not into this. But even when Bill Hader came in, it's too scary. Tyler. It's too scary. It's got James McAvoy and Bill Hader, Hader, and the guy from the Old Spice commercials. I will do any. I will see any movie with James McAvoy. Except Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Quinn's dying. I <laughs> uh, gotta talk about Dark Phoenix on uh, the breakdown this week. I am not looking forward to watching it. But also I am a little bit, I'm kind of looking forward to watching it. <laughs> I just feel like it's going to be a disaster, but not in the fun way. That's not what I'm the nervous about. Way. I want it to be like especially bad so it's fun. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just not going to be the case, but we'll see. But anything else, I'm here for James McAvoy. My next note is, because, uh, well, this movie starts out with uh, Maggie and her mom moving into this town uh, in the world's smallest U-Haul truck attached to their SUV. 
I was thinking the same thing. Where are the couches? <laughs> this is this is a big pet peeve of mine because it was so small, and I was like, one, how are two people fitting all of their stuff in there? And then later on in the movie, it shows all of these boxes and all of these things like spewed around the house, and I'm like, bullshit, none of that fit in that U-Haul. Well, and then later on, she's talking to Ma, and she's like, you know, or someone, I don't, I don't know who she's talking to. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was small, but she was like, "You don't realize how much stuff you have until it's all in boxes." And I was like, "But th- none of that fit in that U-Haul, though." I, I that was my very first thought too. Well, here's the weird thing for me is the is she goes, she you see them come in to the house, they and then it cuts to her like in bed, yeah, and then she goes to school, yeah. And they're like, oh, you started on a Friday in February. That's a weird thing. That's what Haley says to her at the beginning of the movie. And then uh, they go to the rock quarry, and he says, so how long have you been here? And she says, a week? A yeah. week? <laughs> so, what? <laughs> so this, this movie starts, and then a week goes by, and we see none of it. Why did she start school on a Friday if she was there for a week? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's because Ju- Julia. My my favorite part of that was how they were like doing like a comparison between the first day of school and the first day of work, where they just like unexpectedly would cut back to the casino at random points. Right. It was so because they they go. She's at school, and then they cut to like a. 15 second scene at the casino and then back to school and I was like why did they show us and I didn't write notes but I did take a mental note here and I wrote in my head uh, that Stu sure is making a lot of choices (laughs) (laughs) Stu is a bold character that deserved more screen time (laughs) well that's what I love about it was because he came on so strong and he's barely in the I feel he and Octavia Spencer were the only ones that knew what movie they were in. <laughs> yeah. And he he really made himself just shine in every every shot. <laughs> I'm glad that he was important at least at the end of the movie. It, like not important, like important in italics. <laughs> he was the ride. <laughs> um But yeah, those they also should have done a better job explaining the fact that they were moving to this small town because that's her mom's hometown. Oh, it takes place mm-hmm. in Ohio. Oh, yeah, I didn't know the that. The license plates gave it away for me. I, so, I knew that from reading it, and I didn't notice in the movie. Ma could happen to us. But because they didn't really, they don't like reveal that until like later on in the movie, and I don't get why. But I mean, everything felt because up until obvious. that point, it's like. Well, why are they moving here? Everything uh, I, felt to me just, like, not that... Like, I, I wasn't shocked or surprised by anything in the movie because, like, either I, I genuinely didn't see it coming but I didn't care or I was just kind of just making base assumptions that turned out to be right. Like, you're like, obviously, like, all these people are just the parents of the people and they were probably mean during high school and that's why she hates them. Yeah. Yeah, that that was pretty obvious. This is also one of my first notes. Is are you are you ever grateful that you're not in high school anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was popular. 
Oh, right. Mr. Prom King, I forgot. Oh, thank you for not making me say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. Well, I, I lettered in theater, so. <laughs> I was also quite popular, Quinn. <laughs> and I lettered in an actual sport. Mm-hmm. Hey. I, I also lettered in television dis- in television production. <laughs> While the I was I was the producer of my news show and I didn't get shit. Well yeah, but you were you were voted prom king. Oh yeah, you're right. How do I keep forgetting? It's so weird. <laughs> uh <laughs> I, did you happen to go to a film festival sometime recently? Well, uh, whom could you be speaking of? I don't know. Well, I, I haven't been to a film festival recently. I missed the Cleveland International Film Festival. That's the one I usually get to quit. Have you been to a film festival recently? Um, you know, just Sundance, but who has? <laughs> oh, Sundance. <laughs> Interesting. We, we all start. have. We all have. I'll <laughs> we'll have to look it up. Yeah. I'm going to write that one down. It's pretty niche. <laughs> So, um, then she's walking through the halls. She's trying to meet friends. And she walks in uh, a hallway, and there's a girl in a wheelchair just sitting there uh, by herself. And so Maggie, our main character, our final girl, is like, hey, do you need help? I know. call her a final girl. Yeah, does she count as a final girl? She doesn't. Where she loses nothing. She's a protagonist. She's not a final girl. (laughs) Especially since none of her friends died. She got out better. This movie, she, like, made it out better than she was coming in. You know? That's not how a horror movie should work. (laughs) So she's the protagonist. Okay, we'll we'll rearrange our vocabulary. (laughs) And um, so she sees this girl in, in the wheelchair by herself, and she offers to help... Uh, push and then the girl's like just a little bit I don't need that much help and she's that like, was right. funny to me I don't know why that was so funny to me but the way that she, she's like can I just get a push she goes yeah she goes where are you going she's like oh I don't need any more help you good <laughs> and then the girl in the wheelchair goes you're a lifesaver and Maggie goes you too <laughs> that was that was also funny and she walks away she's like you too what the that was fuck? the one like, moment I, I thought that was funny <laughs> that they understood teens at a deep level Right. Well, that felt well, here's, accurate. Here's what trope that makes me mad that I was in this movie. It's like, it, it, it didn't last for too long, but it's like when like the pretty girl with a good personality and wears the right clothes somehow is like struggling to make friends. Mm-hmm. What is that? That's but even though she was, she was three steps into the high school and what's his name was already into her. <laughs> First glance, and then all his friends were like, oh, you want to fuck that girl? It was so weird to me. It genuinely felt like I was watching Pen15, and she's 30, and he's an <laughs> actual middle schooler pretending to acting like he's into her. Yeah, because he did look like a kid, but like the other, the guy who got naked far- is clearly... He's thir- clearly like at least in his like late 20s. Chaz? Yeah. Chaz, Chaz. is... Who, Chaz isn't a name. Nobody's named Chaz. No, there's nobody who's ever been named Chaz. Gianni Paolo. <laughs> Thanks for that. Great job, Lauren. <laughs> uh, he is 23. She's 22. I just looked. No, the- uh, no, Chaz is 23. 
Yeah, it's she, the uh, Diana Silver, the main girl. The and, and Farkle is the main guy is nineteen. Okay, well he's said yeah, that's almost high school. Yeah, he's close. He's the most that makes sense. All right. Um, yeah, I agree. She definitely should not have had the harder time want, like making friends. Yeah. And here's a thing I wanted to point out. is We have the shot of her on a higher floor watching people eat in the cafeteria. <laughs> and um, the cafeteria has a carpet floor, which... Why? I, mean, I thought that was the library. No, the cafeteria did too, unless they were all eating in the, ca- in the library. I only remember the one scene of anybody eating, and I thought it was... Her eating in the library, and they came in and talked to her. No, there's like a weird scene where she like looks out over everybody eating. I don't remember that part. Hey, they eat pizza rolls though too. Oh there's, right, it's a lot of important food scenes. So, um, so she sits in the library. Oh, and she here's here's an interesting part. So she picks out her lunch, and there's a sticky note that says, "I love your butt." Okay. Love your butt. And Hugs. cute little mom thing. Cute little mom thing. Weird thing for a mom to say, but we'll allow it. And then, what was her name? Haley? Yeah. Haley and all the boys walk in, and she goes, You have a really nice ass. I saw it when you walked in. Here's the thing. I thought she said house. I thought she said ass. She said ass. I Because I was confused the whole movie, but... But she definitely puts that note down before they walk in. So exactly. Like, there's there's no way that she saw that note. There's no way. So it got to the point where since it's not signed, Mom, I was like, did Haley put that note in her <laughs> It was so weird to me. Because she definitely like hit it, had put it away by then. Yeah, and then she walks in and is like, you do have a nice ass. And it's like, oh, okay. I liked when, when these people showed up for friend. the first time in the movie when they walked into the library while she was eating. Uh, to borrow a phrase from, from Bill, Her- Bill Hader's character from SNL, I went, mm, th- now this is a... <laughs> now here's a group of problematic bachelors. Here comes the squad. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. It's no. from when, when Bill Hader was on SNL and it was one of the things that I think Mulaney changed in his prompter. Oh. But it was just funny because I was like, this is a prob- problematic squad on their way to the room here. <laughs> it's uh, like, even are they, though? They're just all so bland. But I also, when they did walk in, I thought, I was like, oh, are they going to be mean to her? I, th- I literally thought that this was like, oh, here comes the pretty antagonist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then. It's, like, it's just their only personality traits are like drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. And, and putting ketchup on egg rolls. Yeah, we'll get to Oh that. my god, we gotta talk about that part. <laughs> so That was also one of the best parts of the movie. So then um they they are like, Hey, wanna go out with us tonight since it's a Friday and your first day and Haley asks her because she was new last year and that's really the only reason why. And then um she's like, No, I'm hanging out with my mom and then she gets home and her mom's like, Sorry, I'm leaving so then she's like, alright, guess I'll go hang out with these people that uh, asked me to hang out. Which is like, sure. The the whole 
casino thing felt weird to me. It was like, it felt like if they just like found a deal on those, that costume, and it's like, guess she works at a casino now, we got this costume. There's a lot going on there, correct? Because <laughs> also, why would she be going to a, where was she going? <laughs> like, like a casino seminar? seminar? <laughs> To be a waitress? That's not a thing that I think happens. it was to be a dealer. Yeah, But I feel like you don't need to go to a whole-ass seminar for that. Like, ten no. states away. Right. Which I see, like, it's probably just Haley being hyperbolic, but, I mean, if the movie is giving us any kind of information, we should, you know, consider that information legitimate. We have no reason to not trust Haley in mm-hmm. the things that she says. She decides to go hang out with those people, and they're trying to buy beer, Mm-hmm. Of course, they're vaping. Mm-hmm. And smoking regular weed. Yes. And of course... Later on, Chaz was very excited to see a bong, though, which I thought was interesting. No, he he snuck it in. He was excited to sneak it in. Where did he put it? In his jacket. You didn't see it? I was, I was going to say his butt. <laughs> Love your butt. So, um... It was a Hawkins security van. Which is my... I do want to talk about that. Is what in the world was his dad's job? So being secure. Yeah, he works security. He's Luke Evans. No, but he doesn't work security, and he just runs vans. No, he runs a security company that has their own vans. That has a van. He probably had an old van that he gave to his son. But every time he talks about it, it's just like that he sells vehicles. He, he, that's true. They only bring up the vans and no other aspect. Yeah, the, the, but they made it seem like he just rents vehicles out. No, I think it's just there's a lot of, like, his security, like, he has, um, like, he has security vehicle, like, his, his people who work for him. Yeah, vehicles. but that's all that they were talking about, though. Because then when, they, when it came to calling the police, the police didn't, like, trust him on anything. The police don't like him. That's well, true. He was, well, according to, to director Tate Taylor, who was the cop, he says that he uh, was a dick in high school. And you know what's weird, too? Is the fact that he, we ne- he never has a scene with his son. Not a single time. I noticed that. Like, and, at no, and at no point at the end does Maggie think it's important to tell Andy that his dad is dead. <laughs> Hey, he he and Ma could have survived that fire. We don't know for sure. We didn't see the bodies. He was breathing. Well, again, we're no, we have no, no way of knowing for sure if he's even dead or not. He should be, but again, he was breathing. So, so they're trying to get alcohol, which is in the trailer, and they're um, Ma comes up and they get Ma to do it. And this is my this is my first note where I picked up on it, and I just wrote, "Does Ma want to fuck that high schooler?" She does. <laughs> Hey, and the friends did too. Um, the fr- the friends picked up on it too, but I wrote that down before they started talking about it, and I was like, okay, so this is where this is going. Great. It doesn't even really. Like, what about that? Why did this is mean? But why would they cast him if they needed someone to inspire like just such raw sexual feelings in so many characters? Yeah, for multiple, for more than one, and also like. It's, he's supposed to be attractive to not only a high school but also a middle aged ma- woman. Yeah, that's that's a boy. That's a that's a ch- an infant. Yeah, like Chaz could have played Andy, and Andy could have played Chaz. 
But then Andy wasn't hot enough to get the iron burn. You're well, right. Well, yeah, but also he had to get completely naked, so you need somebody who's... Who's hot. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> then why didn't we use Diana Silver's butt? It's been established in the plot. It's good. That is true. Um, they tell Ma that they're going to go drink by some abandoned rocks. Yeah, I rock guess, files. That's <laughs> what they call it. <laughs> it really feels like that's what someone in California's idea of uh, what's in Ohio. They don't know. Yeah, there's there's probably it's, that, it's the unscented candle from Ohio. There's probably <laughs> rock piles off of a country road, and that's where yeah. the kids go to drink. They, they got rocks, don't they? And also, it's been 25 years and completely unchanged. That 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 checks. <laughs> yeah, well, what did they do? Change the rock pile? <laughs> it's a landmark. It's an institution. Um. So Ma calls the police. What well, calls? Andy's dad and is like star 67 love that mm-hmm. and was like your son is hanging out by the rock piles and then he calls the police and the, the police show up and they're like we're gonna let you go because we hate your dad well, you forgot a good part and he's like who's this and she's like a little birdie yeah that just the delivery of the line really made me laugh well, the part that made me laugh is afterwards when Allison Janney is like, "Get off your phone!" <laughs> it's uh, Octavia Spencer is the best part of this movie. We haven't gotten into that, but she is just chewing scenery the entire time. She really is. Um, don't know why I started to talk in the middle of that yawn, but uh, but here's the thing. So we, let's start getting into her motive. Why doesn't she just call the police? So she calls the police. This is a separate thought. I just said that (laughs) to continuatively. Is that a word? Anyways. Probably not. (laughs) They, um, so she calls, she wants to get them in trouble so that they don't feel safe drinking there anymore. Is that the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, but it also felt to me like really obvious what was happening even then. Like I would have been like, oh, the lady who bought us alcohol clearly called the police on us. So we probably shouldn't trust her. We told her where we were drinking. Right. Well, it's probably because then the cops said the dad. So that like threw him off the scent, you know. But but clearly... Andy... Is that why she called the dad? Or did she call the dad because she wanted to talk to the dad? No, she called the dad to get them... Get them caught. But why couldn't she have just called the police? Um, because she's... Because then if the police just came, it's like, we gotta report, they know it's Ma. But if she called the dad, and then the dad came... Uh, She probably wanted the dad to go or something. And also, so if this was like a very popular, this is for, we have to assume, for 20, 25 years, however long, they said it only been 20, and that's too little of a time. That means they're all like 38 years old. Yeah. And Ma is not 38. There's no way anybody in that group was in high school 15 years ago. (laughs) I was almost in high school 10 years ago. (laughs) So... Exactly. Um, but it was a popular spot back then. You just have to assume that it's always been a popular spot. How come they were the only ones there? You know what I mean? Because they're the cool kids. Are they, though? Well, I guess maybe. 
That, but, no, that's what the movie tells us. Is what I'm saying. Right. Um. So she, so uh, I forgot her name again. Who's the main character? Maggie. Maggie. Maggie gets home and she fights with her mom. And I wrote down at this point they have not earned this mom fight. That that they had a very strange up and down relationship that really like turned at out of nowhere. It really, sh- I think it should have been very, like, they were bonded together and then maybe they started, like, drifting apart at the end. But at this point, the mom had no reason to be mad at her. It was very back and forth, just without reason. Yeah, like, you were, you worked late, so I went and hung out with friends that I'm trying to make because you made me join high school on a Friday in February. Do you guys want to know something that's weird? Um... Missy Pyle is 46. Octavia Spencer is 47. And um, Juliette Lewis is 45. And Luke Evans is 40. (laughs) So they're all five to seven years older than him. (laughs) That's shocking to me. I would have guessed, like, Missy Pyle was the youngest. Uh, Yeah, me too. Another wasted talent in this film, uh, along with Allison Janney. Right, Missy yeah. Piles. No, actually, you know what? All she, all, all, all Missy does is give a blowjob, drink too much, and then get hit by a car. The first scene of Missy Pyle is very funny. The way that he, like, she's like giving him a blowjob, and then he answers the phone, and then after he hangs up the phone, she just like goes back for it again. Was really funny. <laughs> Missy Pyle's so good. She's hilarious. At this point, I wrote Alice and Janie is the best part so far, as she is in most roles. So then we get to another point where they call Ma to buy them alcohol again. And that's when I wrote down, how did they even have Ma's number? Wait, was this before or after Haley? They said that Haley just gives everybody their numbers when they're drunk. That was that was That their, was at, before. That was, no, this was after. Oh. Wait, did they contact... No, oh. no, no, wait, no, no, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. This part where they get Ma to buy them alcohol for the second time is before Ma calls them. Yeah, how do, how do they contact her? How do they contact her? I have no idea. I don't know. And that's when Mom makes them follow her to her house and is like, drink in my basement, babies. <laughs> um, and then everyone is like... And at this point, it's established that Maggie doesn't fully trust Ma. Right? Yeah, she never does. She never feels. does. And then it comes down to her decision is should they drink in Ma's basement or not? And why she says yes, I don't understand. Yeah, she just wants to fit in, I assume. I I guess it just doesn't... Because she's the one character that is like... Has established that she does not feel comfortable with Ma. And she's the, the deciding factor to go drink in her basement. People do crazy things for attention. Yeah. Alright, so then she's like, she gives them the rules, which are not using God's name in vain, which also just stretches out to just no swearing in general. Oh, they say like, she says hell yeah. Yeah, they say like, fuck. That's what it was. Fuck. She's fine with that. She just didn't want him to say hell, I guess. Yeah, that was weird. She, she never said anything about swearing. She only said something about taking the Lord's name in vain. And then, and then he was like, yeah, fucking hell, heck yeah, or whatever. It was weird. And then she, no going upstairs, and no spitting on the floor, which was interesting. That was weird and never came back up. No. <laughs> it's it's not 
usually my first instinct. Isn't that your first rule? No, to just... My first instinct isn't be like, oh, I'm in someone else's house. Time to spit. (laughs) It's spitting time. (laughs) Time to spit right on that floor. I don't Um, see a spittoon, so what am I supposed to do? (laughs) So then she goes upstairs and then pulls them all up on Instagram for some reason and just searches Andy, and then Andy's profile comes up. Because Ma... Ma Give her credit, she's up with the times and on the social yeah. media. She has already at this point found all of their Facebook profiles and looked at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, know, she knows not to like post on her wall when she's just trying to private message somebody. No. Ma is hip. <laughs> but she just, just search Andy and he just pops up. And so then she goes back downstairs and forces Chad to get uh, naked while holding a gun to his head. Yeah, this was very upsetting and weird. Uh, the, it's the a great fact, joke, am I right? The fact <laughs> they weren't out then proves that at least one of them deserved to, to die throughout this movie. But they don't. The fact There's they were a, like, ah, good joke. Here's, yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> one, how come we can't do one freaking movie without some sort of sexual harassment or assault? This has more than one. I know, but every time we go to do a movie, it just comes up. I, th- I it's a hall. I think it's a hallmark of people who like don't know actually how to write things, and they're yeah. like, "What do we do now?" She could have had him do anything silly. Like yeah, uh, be like tie yourself up. That's spookier anyway. Yeah. And then like, okay, or make him act like a dog. <gasps> Ooh, fitting in the themes. Already, already. Uh... Cleaning up this movie. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the, no. The, the themes of dogs. But she makes him get naked. I guess just to see if he's the hot one. I mean, that that was known going in. Right. You Look at him. You got a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy, which is fine. He's fine. This is the only one that's like a muscular yeah, at the, they're just all, other than, like, the, the three guys, they're just all honestly could have been the same person. Just, like, their personalities weren't different. They're all just a, a generic-looking people. I don't yeah. know. They could have been replaced with literally any actor. Yeah. Wasn't inspired casting like they did for the uh, some of the other roles. They clearly were like, we'll, we'll get some established adult actors. We don't really need the kid actors to be important. But the kid actors are in most of the movie and the adults are barely do anything. But that was also probably why they're because they were like, we can get people to be in this because they don't have to do much. Yeah. <coughs> you should have just opened it. <laughs> I thought it would be funnier if I coughed to try to hide it. More claws are coming out. Yeah, I was going to say, should I say it? Claws coming out? Claws coming out. Claws coming out. It's just Quinn, 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 funny aside, I came home from the cabin trip, and, <laughs> and Tyler looked in the cooler and said, why do you have so many white claws? <laughs> and I was like, Tyler, there's seven white claws out of three party boxes. <laughs> <laughs> we drank a few. What can I say? <laughs> but it was like, why are there so many? And I was like, Tyler, there was 36. <laughs> All right. It's just... What's the point of recapping this movie? Because, like, at the end of the day, my question comes down to, in a world where Ma exists, 
does God. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I don't have an answer. <sighs> I don't either. Well, let's just jump ahead because we don't well, need to go plot by beat by beat. Everything, beat. yeah, we're, we're fine with that. I just have, there's just more parties keep happening and... And Maggie keeps being like, hey, let's not hang out at Ma's house. That's really the, all that happens until we get to this final scene. But I do have some quotes written down that I do want to say. Because they actually were funny. Because they, they get back um, after school and there's a box of alcohol sitting in front of their truck. Which, one, how did that not get them in trouble? Oh, <laughs> I know. Principal would have saw that. And, and then he goes, I think it was Chaz goes, is that a bomb? Oh, that would suck. <laughs> that was funny. So that was funny. I don't think anything that was funny in this movie was in the script, though. No, I think it was just the kids saying stuff. So then um, Maggie realizes that her earrings are gone because um, Ma drugs her and steals her earrings. So she realizes her earrings are gone. She's like, I don't know if I trust Ma. So she tells Andy, who's now her boyfriend, and is like, I'm not going back to Ma's house, and I don't want you to either. Um, and he was like, uh, okay. <laughs> also, she definitely could have just been like, she creeps me out and that's why. But instead, she was like saying it in a way where like, I control your actions. Oh, yeah. A, a weird, another weird moment that's a little besides this is when they're just standing there and Ma goes up to character named D. D? Daryl. Daryl. It goes up to Darrell. We also like, couldn't decide if it was Daryl or Darrell because Lauren looked it up and it said, she was like, oh, it's Daryl. But then I we were like, wait a minute, like, it's not what they called him in the movie. Because I was like, why did they have Chaz and, and the other guy have weird names? And I was like, I can't remember what that name was. And I looked up and goes, oh, it's just Daryl? But I was like, they definitely <laughs> did not pronounce it as Daryl. <laughs> but like, so Ma goes up to him, like squeezes his arm and just says, milk does the body, does a body good. Which... Yeah. I know that's like Milk's catchphrase before it was Got Milk, but it just felt so out of place because isn't she in love with the other one anyways? She should have said... She's in love with the other one and thinks that Chaz is hot, so why did we have, why did we have that? She should have said, love your butt, hugs. <laughs> um, so back to that scene where Maggie's like, hey Andy, you're not allowed to go back to Ma's house. She phrases it basically like that instead of just saying, Ma's creepy, I think she stole my earrings. Well, she even says, she's like, I don't want to go back there, and you shouldn't either. Yeah. She doesn't, like, forbid him. She's no, just like, but it you was should like, not go there anymore. But it was like, that's, like, the vibe she was giving, and that's not what she was meaning, is my point. But he goes, fine, but now you have to get egg rolls with me. I, and then he clear, and then there's a pause. And he goes, and I'm gonna put ketchup on them. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, because I, I remember when he goes, he, he says, but now you have to watch me eat egg rolls. And she goes, okay. And he goes, I'm gonna put ketchup on them. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how he says it. <laughs> Just, like it's a punishment for her to watch him eat egg rolls and ketchup. <laughs> it's a punishment to hear him say that he wants to. It was one of my favorite lines in the entire fucking movie. Why? I also because my, it was my, funny and no, weird. No, why? Why was that chosen to be his one trait? I don't know. See, that's the thing. It's Everything was so weird. I just we like the weird him. shit. We yeah, know his mom died, and he eats egg rolls with ketchup. <laughs> we, we. I also, yeah, I also did like the fact that he like like 
she he was like oh uh she was like just ma drugged her at the party so she, that's why she was like all boozy oh everything. and he also joked that she flashed Chaz. right that's a, that's what i was gonna say why was that part of and it? She was very upset about it. He's like, no, 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're fine. Well, we, we just, we haven't, like, gotten into just how, like, deeply weird this movie is. It's so weird. Because so, it exists in a world without God. It, it does. It, it's like, <laughs> it, it, it exists in a world where not only has have they, like, never really met a young person, they've just never met, like, a person person. Yeah. I don't think Tate has ever met anybody. Tate? Is that his name? <laughs> yeah, it's just like calling him Tate. It's like it's like they've only seen movies, but like bad movies. And they think this is how people talk it well, not even the dialogue was bad. Just like that's how they act and they just like everyone has like a clear cut well, motivation and like bullshit like that. Well like I said, I feel like like Alice and Janney, I think she, I don't think she memorized lines. I think she just improvised some shit, and, most, that was, most and of that's her why lines it was funny. Were just get off your phone, right? Like I don't even think that's in the script. I think Alice Janney was like, "Oh, you just you get mad at her for like not doing shit," and she was very good in this. Um, and then same thing with those scenes where it felt like the kids maybe just ad ad libbed some dialogue. Like, there's no way that that yeah. shit was in the script because it they're, doesn't really make sense. They're to be in the script. they're like asides. So we're the best part, right? Yeah. That was what was good. Not any of the dialogue. Because there's a part... So then, after the date where they eat egg rolls, they go back to her house and might make out on the couch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then the, and then Maggie's mom comes home, and this is when we, I think... Unless it happened before, but we established for sure that Maggie's mom went to high school with Andy's dad. They're talking about it. And mm-hmm. then he goes, yeah, my mom died five years ago. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And mentions his dad. And he goes, yeah, he's got a new fuck buddy now. That was funny. And she goes, oh, Mercedes? And then Andy goes, yeah, I'm more of a Porsche fan. And then there's a pause. He goes, she's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That was very funny. I, 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 did, that. I did love this whole part. It, but, like, who would just talk to their new girlfriend's mom like that? Exactly. Makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But I, I loved it. I just loved him. He's just like, yeah, she's a baby. Oh, speaking of Mercedes, and my personal favorite part of the movie is there's room, just. Room? there. Yeah, there's one scene where it's quickly established she jogs, seemingly for no reason. And then. Yeah. We just see Which I, thought, I thought I thought what happens later was going to happen at that point. Right, because yeah. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, she's wearing... Everybody in both of those scenes are wearing the same clothes. And I was like, oh, they clearly shot this on the same day. Well, I think they are. Almost definitely. Because Missy Pyle did not shoot for more than, like, a two day. days. A day and a half. She did, <laughs> she, she did the casino scene, and she did the car scene, and the, and the scene where she got shot. Two, three days tops. She didn't get shot. The scene where she gets hit by the car, the scene where she gets a blowjob, and the scene in the casino. Yeah, you said she got shot. She didn't get shot. It's, you know what I mean. Right, anyways, continue. But, continue. But she gets me, shot with the car. <laughs> Ma just sees her and just mows her the fuck down. <laughs> well, here, can we talk about the weirdest thing about this? Is that... The soundtrack? This, yes. The scene happens. You, they establish early on that she jogs. 
Then we don't see her for about 15, 20 minutes. I forgot she was a character. Then she, then you see her jogging again, and Ma's driving, and then she runs her over. And then as soon as she runs her over, for about <laughs> four and a half seconds, they play... Uh, Do you remember? Yeah. That one song, September. Oh, what a night, or whatever it's called. <laughs> September. And it literally plays for, like, I honestly think it's... Such a short clip that they didn't have to pay to use it. <laughs> you know how, like, if you go under, like, a certain amount of time, you don't have to pay royalties for something? Like, that's how short it's in this movie. That, what was so, why was all the music from, like, the, like, 80s and 70s and... Because it was 15 years ago and they were in high school. I do want to point out. Why I is noticed... Ma in charge of the music? <laughs> well, the question that I pose to you is: Was that music the music playing in the movie, or was that the music playing in, the, or was that the music playing at the party, or just the music playing in the film? It was because I don't think it was the party music. It, it it was established as the party music. When it told us it was the party music, because they're like, because they're playing. Everyone was kung fu, kung fu fighting, and she's kung fuing the cans. That doesn't mean anything. That means it was the song. That means that she, no. That means that she decided to kung fu the cans. There's no reason that to assume that song was playing before she did that. But then, okay, either way, why is this the music choice? Be I think that's the reason. But I, I honestly, I can't. What? It just added to Can the I... strange surrealness of this film for me. Right. I don't. I honestly, a part of me didn't even feel like that was the music they were listening to at the party. Because I, I remember thinking at, at like, a certain point, I was like, I don't even feel like this is the music that they're listening to in the party. I think this is just the movie's music. E either way, it's like, what, why that choice? Because uh, it's a bad movie. Okay. I do want to point out that in the scene where she runs over Mercedes, I noticed that she had a, um, her, her air freshener in her car just said horse sense. Oh, I did I notice that too. It was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and before that, we, we skipped over all the videos she sends where she goes, don't make me drink alone. Don't make me drink, drink alone. alone. Don't make me drink alone. Don't, don't was, make me drink alone. When Luke Evans said a, that, was that a reference to when she said it? I hope so. I almost screamed when that happened. Because when, because then when he reveals that he knows, he kind of knows what's going on. It made me think that that was it. But clearly, I gasped. But clearly, his son hadn't been talking to him about it. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I just think that that's something he said. You, I think the writers had to know. Yeah, the writers knew. I don't think it was like Luke Evans's character. I think they were just referencing that she had said that to them. And then we have this scene. I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff happens, but. Uh, which scene? <laughs> the the big scene. Because my last, my next line is, "Why did he make out with her?" Well, that's wait. That's all you didn't put anything else about her daughter in. I have no. I have her air freshener is horse sense. Um, there's an arrow by Mercedes, and then why did he make out with her? So clearly, you'd give it up on the movie at that point. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I thought uh, it was super weird, the whole thing about the daughter. I don't really think it's that important to bring up, but I thought it was very the weird. The whole time, she had a daughter. The girl in the wheelchair at the beginning ends up being Ma's daughter. 
Which we find out when they try and go find the jewelry, which never comes up again. Well, and they also establish in the jewelry oh, wait, scene, though, that on, the do doors wanna, are locked. Yeah. I do want to point out that um, they realize that she's stealing their jewelry. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, Maggie and, what, Haley? Yes. Haley's ring got stolen and Maggie's earrings got stolen. But they don't realize that Ma is stealing their their jewelry until she sees them wearing a bracelet that their friend had gotten for their five month anniversary, and then she let her boyfriend go down on her. <laughs> this, this, she was another character I very much liked. <laughs> I wanted to know more about her. Me too. That reminded me, though, we have not talked at all about the girl who just sleeps at parties. No, we haven't. And but I want to say one more. I just want to say one more was. thing about this other girl first. Though. Okay. So we have a scene where they show the bracelet, and they're like, just we have the scene simply to establish later on when it gets stolen. But she goes, "Do you see my my bracelet? Like, uh, what's his? I don't. It's not important what his name was. Got it for me for our five month anniversary." And we're like, oh, it's cute. And she goes, yeah, so I let him go down on me. And Maggie walks away, and then Haley goes, wow, why'd you wait five months? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. And then later, and, and she, like, the, and they have her birthday party at Ma's, and there's a scene, it's the scene where uh, where our, the main girl, our protagonist, I can't remember her name. Maggie. Maggie gets drugged by her because they're all doing shots. And that girl has a line reading that really made me laugh. And I don't remember what it was. Great. It was like, it's my birthday! <laughs> like, right, like, when she, or something like that. But it was a reason, it was basically her, she convinced Maggie to do the extra shot because it was her birthday. And the line reading was very funny. I just, I can't remember exactly what she said, but I, I liked can't, it. I can't even get mad because I feel like I have said the same exact thing on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was, it was very funny. I liked her a lot. She should have been in the movie more. So we have a girl. It's established at the first party that they have at Ma's that she, her daughter, or she is the daughter of a pastor. And she goes to movies, or not movies, she goes, she goes to, to parties because she wants to seem cool, but she doesn't want to get in trouble, so she just goes and pretends to pass out on the couch. <sighs> That's insane. <laughs> Which is, it's not cool. And turns out to be true. Oh, yeah. Well, no, my favorite part about it is that they're having this conversation in two front of her. feet away from her, and she doesn't even respond or react to them being, like, Maggie literally goes, that's super weird. And yeah. I was expecting, oh, it'd be kind of funny if she, like, maybe, like, flipped her off or something like that while she still pretended to be asleep. I was like, oh, that's fine. Like, she heard. And then, but then they don't do that. She just stays and pretends to sleep. And Until then later, later, she just, like, opens her eyes and then goes and dances. Yeah, and then yeah. later, it's implied that she just let Ma dog collar her. And then right, she stays she's there. Still sleeping. Right, and it's also weird because it's like, oh, just all the original. Pe- she only wants the original people. Everybody else gets kicked out, and then you don't see her until like the next morning, quote unquote. And yeah, I was yeah. like, what is she even doing there? Why wouldn't she have left? Uh, why did her friends just let her stay there? They know what she does. Still don't get why she does it. It's not. It made no <laughs> sense for her to be there whatsoever. Like, zero sense. At, at multiple times throughout the movie, at parties, does she get up and talk to people and do stuff? Yeah, you would think that she's already overdoing this by the end of the movie because we've seen her not do that anymore. Yeah, and I, like, I think is... it's solely, I think it was solely there as a joke at the end where Maggie like looks over and sees her there, and I think that was supposed to be a joke. But no, but then. But she also gets at this chilled. point, she dies. Right, and at this point in the movie, 
we don't want a joke like that. But no, but that makes me think it's not a joke. It's it's body count. They're trying. They're trying to. That is true. To Be- add somebody for the kill, but why her of all people? Like why why introduce that at all? Because I thought it was just like a way for them to be like, oh look, Ma's house is so fun that even like the sleep girl's gonna stop doing that. It, on, and that's what they were doing. You could have cut every she, part she of kept her getting out, out and movie. going to party. And it would have been better for it. Yeah. It was but, just, like, I, so like that's what they, I think that's what they were doing. It's like, oh, Ma's house is so fun. Even the, the sleepy pastor girl keeps getting up. But then she just lets Ma... Unless... Because it doesn't make sense for Ma to have drugged her to get her to stay. Yeah. Because she wouldn't have drinking anything. And she probably wouldn't have been drunk. She was probably pretending to sleep. But then she... I guess maybe she... Yeah, she definitely let her put the collar on her. And didn't do anything. And then saw her do everything to everyone else. But then yeah, she and then wakes she, up and she's like, what? Is she surprised by it? It looks like for some reason. I don't know thing. what that's she all about. She looks at Maggie. It's like, what's going on? And then... How does she die? Does she get strangled? No, she, she gets shot. the iron to the head. Right. Oh, right. But then we never... See, I don't think we see her get rescued at the end of the movie. We, we don't. don't. According to IMDb, she's dead. What she is counts IMDb in the, now? <laughs> IMDb counts counts the gives the kill count as five. So okay, but can we can we get into what was Mama's end game? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I it also feels no like idea. they they were just you know basically improvising some like they're like oh uh here's some props for you octavia you can just go around and like do some prop work with with them because here's the thing is so the whole point was that she was recreating a picture maybe maybe well that was yeah in the yearbook she was recreating a picture but we don't see that picture at all maybe that's why i maybe it's not like i'm I don't believe you. It's just like the movie never presents no. that picture for me to even like know for sure. This is this happened. is. I mean, I guess to a certain extent, this is me extrapolating from the movie. Yeah, but they because we see her that she had cut out pictures and she's like very clearly putting them in a very specific position to take this picture, and makes Maggie take it, and all this stuff, which I guess she's replacing Mag- Maggie's mom in the picture, but also. Darrell and Chaz and Haley, their parents were not in school with them, correct? I, I don't I, think so. They never say it. I always just assumed that Mercedes was Haley's mom. <laughs> 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 they never say it, though, so that's all, that's all speculation on my part. I don't think she was. <laughs> I don't but think she was either. I think they were just fill-ins. It really should have been like a one-to-one ratio. But right. also, I, would, I think I would have hated that because it's like... I, how is that? That's not a thing that happens. But, uh, I where totally everyone disagree. people don't leave home a lot. Yeah, but to all have to all have kids at the same time and the same age at the same high school and also be the same gender as their parent. Right, and also especially because they're you know all five to seven years older than Luke Evans. Right, <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> I know. So they all had kids one to two... Because they say 15 to 20 years. Unless that was from the last time they saw each other and not high school. 
Yeah. Well, that we have was... no reason to believe that they saw each other after high school. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly. So who knows so, for sure? So if there, if it was, let's say it's twenty years. Let's give them the, the benefit of the doubt. Twenty years. That means they had all of these kids like two to three years after they graduated. All of them did. <laughs> well, here. Well, how, how, so assuming they're the age of their actors, they were like what forty-seven. You said? Yeah, except for Luke Evans. We'll, we'll take away the um, outline, outline factor. I mean, that checks for having, like, a, a kid in your late, or, like, mid-30s. Yeah, but that's not what the Early movie's 30s. saying. Early 30s. The movie is saying that they graduated high school 20 years ago. So yeah. they should be 38. You know, I, I, I think we have to learn not to trust Ma. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they both went to their 10-year reunion, which they did talk about their reunions, but I thought... She, Ma said she didn't go. Ma wasn't about that scene. Okay, but anyways, something we skipped over and that we keep trying to bring up. So she has this daughter, who's the girl in the beginning with the wheelchair. And we hint at it kind of that she has someone stowed away in her house. Mm -hmm. And then... So later on, she has all the kids trapped downstairs. And we find out that her kid... Jenny um, isn't actually sick, and Octavia just basically keeps injecting her with like horse tranquilizer. That the whole it's so weird on this is like, was Ma not like crazy enough? They're like, oh shoot, we need some more. Let's just throw this in. Because yeah, I thought she, I thought so... the whole cause, so she ended up graduating high school, getting a husband, having a kid. Like, what was so wrong about the rest of her life? She's just fascinated about this one incident, which they keep teasing throughout the whole movie. Which, uh, hey, spoiler alert, is more sexual assault. Yeah, it's sexual assault. And, and now here's my here's my fan theory, okay? And I think you guys will appreciate this. I did do my research on this. I'm ready. So, so there is um, Luke, uh, Luke Evans' character in these flashbacks. We see him as a child. Uh, like kind of coming on to Luann, who's Ma, and being like, "Oh, I kind of like you, it, whatever." It, and you he's know, like, it's Luann. I did. You, yep. <laughs> it's Sueann, not Luann. <laughs> uh, close enough. So Sue, she's he's like, you know, I really like you, Sueann, or whatever. And then he like, oh, meet me in the closet. And then we see, I think Mercedes teaching her how to give a blowjob. I assume. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's like, then, you just put it in your mouth. And move your head back and forth. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, that's that's good lessons for anybody who's interested in getting into that. So then she goes into... Ma taught me what uh, sex was. She, she goes into the closet with him. And you hear him in the closet with her. And then she gives him a blowjob. And then she comes up and he's outside of the closet. And who did she give it the blowjob to? Some, some guy. guy. Just a different kid. And you know who that kid grew up to be? Who? Famous impressionist Frank Caliendo. <laughs> who is 45 years old. So he would have been the same age as the rest of the characters in the movie. He and just... that is how he was able to do a flawless impression of Ben. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I was going to question. <laughs> Did they just have him outside of the room just talking to her? 
would she no, not I, be able to hear that? It didn't make any sense. But I. But there's also no way that they had that. Like they were like, oh, this kid will just like. I'm sure that that was the kid who played Ben doing the voiceover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, it was Frank Caliendo. That's all I got. <laughs> so Frank Caliendo is a rapist. Is I guess what I'm saying. <laughs> You've heard it here first. So uh, there's so many fucked up things with it. Mm-hmm. And well, and it, and again, it's like okay, so like the daughter thing. Let's get back to that because we were kind of bringing it up. So she's in a wheelchair because she's just so tranquilized. I, no, I think it's because... She can walk. She doesn't need it's, it. It's because mom <laughs> makes her use it. Right. Like, she's probably weak from the medicine that she's taking, but she's not so weak no, she that stands she up multiple times. Right. And then a cop comes, and they hear uh, Maggie making noise downstairs because she's tied up. And... Was it was the cop, Tate Taylor, here too? Yeah. Yeah. So then um, she, they hear a noise, and he's like, who's in the house with you? And then her daughter rolls up in her wheelchair and is like, oh, I'm here. And then Ma's like, you see, we're late for a doctor's appointment. And he goes, oh, sorry. And he goes to leave. And then Maggie screams, help me. And then Ma shoots the cop. (laughs) Oh, and this is so poorly directed, by the way. The part where the cop gets shot. It looks so silly. I also expected the movie to be like, because I was expecting the cop to be like, oh, you you need to get to an urgent uh, doctor's appointment? And you're late? Well, let me help you. I'll, I'll put that's my what I was expecting. On. And that's how they were going to get Ma away from the house. I thought that was what was going to happen, but it's not. Or <laughs> they like, just kill him. Or like he says that and then she shoots him. And then she tells the daughter that you... That she's like, you made me kill him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that was funny. <laughs> and that is finally when the daughter's like, I don't know if this person's great. <laughs> <laughs> she finally was thinking maybe she's not great. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so we get... So that was the daughter part. So we're in the basement. Right. We're all, we're all, we all have collars on. <laughs> yes, we're apparently a part of this now. <laughs> so Maggie wakes up. She, I don't remember how she gets down there. She was she, drugged. Oh, she, oh, cause she is trying to help. She finds Luke Evans' body. She finds Luke Evans' breathing body. Breathing comfortably on the, <laughs> on the bed. After... Oh, man, we skipped over what happens in that scene. We kind of talked oh, about it. Oh, no, I wanted to bring this up. That's why I wanted to, to the say. The dick thing? No. Well, we can talk about that, too. But no, when... There, there, one of the most frustrating things that happens in this movie is she knows all of her friends are drugged. She goes upstairs. The door's locked. She hears voices coming upstairs, so she knows Ma is upstairs with the daughter. So she's just yelling, Ginny, Ginny. Yeah, and she goes upstairs and she's talking, and I'm like, why are you going upstairs? Leave and get help. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's a yeah. good point. She tries one door and it's locked, and she goes upstairs. Like, just leave the building and be like, hey, my friends are being held captive. Or even, I mean, they're drunk, but you could open so the this- door from the outside and take them out, maybe. Yeah. It's going to be difficult, but you might be able to do the, it. Because at this point, Ma hasn't done any of the bad things to them yet. Right. They're just drunk on, in the basement. Yeah, they're just passed out. So Or drunk. They're definitely drunk. But in the scene where she kills um, Ben, 
Andy's dad. <laughs> Hold up. This is just very quick. I do just want to remind everybody of when when <laughs> she says, she's like, oh, I'm fighting a migraine. And Alice and Jenny goes, well, then take a horse tranquilizer and get to work. <laughs> or whatever the fuck she said. It was really funny. <laughs> Alice and Jenny just shown. She's great at everything. Trying. That's There's no way any of the dialogue was. Like, she definitely improvised all of it. I guarantee it. She was like, Tate Taylor's like, Allison, Academy Award winner, Allison Janney, we do this movie for me. And he's, she said, well, you cast me in the help and you're a good friend of mine. So I will do this movie, but I will not learn any dialogue and I will not shoot for more than one day. <laughs> <laughs> and when I'm dead, you will use a body devil because I don't think that was her. <laughs> I don't think so either. Cause it took me I a, thought she looked super weird. <laughs> it took me a really long time to realize that, oh, that's Allison Janney's character. <laughs> And, like, I sort of get why Ma killed her, because she was mean to her. But, like, at the same time, Ma did suck at her job. Yeah. Body count. Just wanted to add to the body count. Because that's... When she killed... So, Ben... Ben is Andy's dad. And he comes to yell at Ma. So, Ma tranquilizes him. And then puts him on the bed. And has him fully naked, except with a little tiny little towel over his dick. <laughs> and she, because earlier she attacks Maggie's dog for some reason to get some blood. Oh, that's what I, I didn't put that together for some reason. Yeah, because the the blood was tagged saying like Louie. Yeah, I forgot. That's yeah. how I knew. When I saw it was tagged Louie, I was like, wait, whose dog was named Louie? Yeah, Maggie's. What happened to Ma's so, three-legged dog? Who knows? I think she was just walking that dog because it was, she was, was implied that, that she drives the dogs home sometimes. Well, no, it was implied that she I think that place them. was near her work, and that's why she kept saying, I might get fired for doing this. Oh, okay. I thought it was her dog, and I was like, where'd it go? No. Oh. His name was Champion. Aw. <laughs> Aw, Champion. So anyways... Uh, so she hooks him up to a blood transfusion and is like, can't believe you did that to me when we were... Do we say what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Frank Caliendo made her give a job to him in the bathroom. Yeah. Right. Or in the closet. So then, uh, she's like, you're a dog. And then she puts the blood transfusion to him with, uh, Maggie's dog's blood. And then he's like... He's like, oh, it hurts. <laughs> and then, um, but before that, she's like, takes the towel off, and we don't see anything. And you kind of are like wondering this whole scene, like, is this movie gonna go there? I, I wish they did. Here's the thing: I knew, I knew that if Luke Evans legit hanged dog in this movie, I would have heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have found out. My senses would have tingled. I gotta go see Ma because Luke Evans hangs dog in it. So, um, and then she's like, you're a dog. You should be castrated. And then she motions and we can tell that she lifted up, like moved the blanket a little bit. We still don't see anything. And then it just cuts to a shot of just the dick underneath the little towel. And it's not real. And it's clearly not real. Yeah. It was like, it was like two far away from the body while still being yeah. soft yeah. to be real. It looked like it was made of a different material than the rest of his body. <laughs> and, and it looked kind of made of, like, Play-Doh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she grabs it, and it's like, I should castrate you. And he's like, no. And then she's like, just kidding. Covers him back up for some reason. 
and then slits his wrist open. Uh, I, I wish she would have castrated him. It would have been... Exi- Interesting. Because, like, why not? Yeah. You, why? And so then he just bleeds out. But it's like, there's so much happening, and it was like, why why are these the choices that she's making? What, what's the point of, like, hinting at it without going through? It's like, Schrod- what's the word? Pa- the- Schrodinger's no. dog? No, like, the gun rule. <laughs> In screenwriting? Oh, uh, that's Chekhov's gun. Chekhov, it's Chekhov's castration. <laughs> if you introduce castration in the first act, someone's dick has to be cut off by the third. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> but it's just like, okay, so she does the blood transfusion with the But they also, don't inter- they also don't introduce the, the, the idea of castration until the end of the movie. Well, if you introduce castration in one minute by the next minute if someone's dick isn't gone it's bad writing so but it's like so she puts up the blood and it's like oh this is how he's going to die and then she's like i'm gonna cut your dick off and you're like oh this is a fun twist and then she's like just kidding and you're like oh and then she just slits his wrist and it's like oh okay that's how he's dying it's it's just like it's so insane though because she's like I'm going to cut your dick off. And she's like, just kidding. He's like, thank God. And then she's like, instead, I'm going to pump you full of dog blood. <laughs> it's like, is this and then better? cut your wrist. I don't know what the point of even that was. Like, she could have just know why the... the dog blood in it. Yeah, the dog blood would have killed him. Would it have? Yes, it would have. You can die just from getting the wrong blood type from a human. I guess that's fair. But, like, how long does that take? Because it's also, It'll like... It's been a while. It's not like he doesn't have... I, I think she cut his wrist because I think part of it is there needs to be, like, blood to be replaced, you know? Yeah, but that also just... She just opened a vein and that just killed him anyway. Like, would, would the blood even go in if there was, like, no... The dog blood go in if, they, like, he already had enough blood? Like, can you just keep pumping people full of blood even if they're full of blood already? Ooh, that's a good point. Does he blow up? Does yeah. He, does he turn into, like, a raspberry? Do, do his veins slowly start to inflate? I don't know this. Lauren, Anthony's you're the expert here. We're waiting for answers from you. None of us majored in math. How are we supposed to know? Um, maybe. It just seemed like the the writers were like, oh, we, they just couldn't decide what they wanted to do with this character's death, so they were like, let's just do all of them. Yeah, and, and I get the deaths were supposed to be, like, symbolic or whatever, but God, they were so... In, or the injuries, not even the deaths... Because was she planning to kill the teens? I genuinely don't know. I don't think so. But Nothing she did was that bad. Like, like she just set a hot iron on a guy. Easily yeah. reversible. I put my foot on a hot iron before. I'm fine. I've put a hot iron on my leg. I still have the scar. <laughs> yeah. Paints. You'll live. My You'll mom should have hid. Uh, she should have hid the iron a little bit more better. Yeah, clearly we weren't very receptive to the hot, the hot iron since we willingly willfully put our bodies on it all the time. But um, she just she just sews the lips shut, which again, kind of traumatic, easily reversible. Right. Will the heal. Most, the minimal most scarring. Out of all of them, I think. The face yeah. painting. Well, yeah, we need to get to that. <laughs> So, uh, she, so, let's just, let's just cut to the basement again. We've we come, haven't left the basement. We're still in the basement. <laughs> we're in the basement. We're all tied up. <laughs> we're passed out. We have collars on. <laughs> she put dog. They're like, yeah, they're like the mean pit bull kind, right? The, yeah. The very, the very mean ones. Like with cool, edgy that. spikes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but the ones that, <laughs> like... They're not cool, Quinn. <laughs> um, spikes are cool. What the fuck are you talking about? It's like, it's like the torture collars where, like, if a dog pulls on their chain, then they get cut. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Look at me. It's I'm Tyler. I've never chopped at Hot Topic before. Get off your fucking <laughs> high horse. Uh, Quinn, I believe, because I have chopped at Hot Topic before, I have an, an H plus one <laughs> count card. I bet you I don't I do know even... that the spikes are on the outside of the collar you not the inside. I bet you don't even own a Nightmare Before Christmas lanyard. Mm, That's right. I said uh, it. I actually might not own a lanyard. <laughs> but, I've, but I've ridden the Nightmare Before Christmas Haunted Mansion overlay at Disneyland. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Lord's, Lord doesn't know what to do now. <laughs> I was going to say... I bought a Paramore shirt at Hot Topic one time. Lauren's in the clear. <laughs> I bought a I bought a woman Superwoman shirt at Hot Topic because I needed I bought, a Superman shirt and they did not have one. I bought a replica of uh, Finn's jacket from Star Wars for twenty five dollars from Hot Topic. That that's a good purchase. I, I was pretty proud of it. It was like on super clearance because so, it's like seventy five dollars. Anyways, come on, continue. So we're in the basement. They have the collars on. Maggie has just like a normal. What was that on her neck? I, it looked like it was just maybe exercise equipment or something. It didn't look like it was very. It was painful. not planned. Yeah. It was just tied around her neck. So then, uh, the first thing she does is she t- rips the shirt off of Chaz and puts a hot iron on him because he's hot his body's hot and it's perfect and she needs to ruin that perfection it's like you don't get less muscular from that no and also it's like if you're so this is like a point she's trying to make why use the iron yeah why not like just because it's like a big surface area why not cut off like his bicep or something or here cut off his ass (laughs) <laughs> Just straight up take cut, take both cut, boots. Cut off his ass. <laughs> castrate cut him. off his ass. Uh, no, Lord, not castrate. Cut off his ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but also, like we've mentioned before, I do have a scar on my leg from an iron, and it it did not look like what was on his body. And chicks dig scars. He's gonna do well. He's like, oh yeah, this is the time I was tortured in a basement. <laughs> and everyone's gonna be like, oh, you poor thing. Yeah, that's hot. Let let me ride that dick. <laughs> right? I, I can only assume about so. how much better this movie would be if she cut off his ass. <laughs> <laughs> let me write movies, it's, Hollywood. <laughs> it's something, because it's, it's something interesting. Like, nothing interesting happens at the end of this or, movie. Or what if she just, like, she? what if she burned his her initials in? Like, what if she burned Ma into his stomach? Ooh, like, right on his forehead or something. Like, yeah. really go for it. Or what if she cut <laughs> off his entire <laughs> ass? <laughs> <laughs> what if inexplicably at the end of this movie Ma cut off everyone's ass <laughs> I was just trying to make a point <laughs> because we saw it earlier so 
It's Chekhov's ass. We did see it. It's Chekhov's ass. You show me an ass in the first act. It better be cut off by the third. Actually, this is more thematically important to the film than what they ended up doing. This would have worked out much better. We did see the ass. And also, asses have been brought up multiple times throughout the movie. It does make the most sense. <laughs> there's also, there's also, there's so many weird things in this movie, like it's like that just are unimportant or don't need to be in it. Like like the ass thing at the beginning. Haley's like, oh, you have a nice ass. Not that I'm a lesbian. And at the end of the movie, she's drugged and she makes out with Maggie. There's that no reason weird. for that to happen. I no, hate it. That's also, super weird. And also earlier, for some reason, when they first meeting everyone, she tells her that Chaz is gay. That was weird, Yeah, and, too. and he's like, I'm not gay. I, I, you're my girlfriend. <laughs> he goes, like, babe, tell him I'm not gay. <laughs> so, like, you know, that was weird. There's nothing more insulting. And But if this was a better exactly. movie, they would have done... Happy maybe, Pride Month. <laughs> they could have done that bit more where, like, maybe, like, maybe, like, Haley just kind of suddenly keeps hitting on her the whole time. That could have been a fun gag to do a couple times. If that's where you're going to go with it. Yeah. Instead, it's it's once at the beginning, and then a kiss at the end, and it's never brought up or talked about again. There's no point in it. Yeah, it's actually good we're doing this for Pride Month, though, because I do feel as if Ma is a, now a gay icon of cinema. Mm-hmm. Okay. She, she dated Ma the Babadook? She, it's, it's Ma and the Babadook. Ma follow the Babadook. Gay icon of the Babadook. <laughs> Mama Duke. Marma Duke. <laughs> But that that's my biggest Dogs. problem with the Marmaduke is Marmaduke. <laughs> <laughs> that's my biggest Thank problem. Thank you for repeating the jokes I just made. That's my. It took b- me a second. Quinn, you got something to say? <laughs> Apparently, it doesn't matter. <laughs> to be fair, your audio did keep cutting out. So, yeah, we thought you weren't talking, and then when we would start talking, and you would say something, so we felt bad. That that's my biggest problem with the movie, though, is that like it's so weird and so strange. But then it just ends with a whimper. Yeah, like it's nothing that interesting so, happens. Okay, so she she irons him because he's too hot. Yeah. She gotta make him less hot. And then she's like, Haley's the po- the most popular one, the chatty one, and she sews her lips. A very traumatic thing to wake up to, and I'm sure painful, even though they're all tranquilized and they don't feel anything. Yeah, for- I did feel Because, like, that's, that's the other thing. Isn't part of, like, this kind of torture is, like, they're supposed to feel it? You're not wrong. I think it's so much more scarier to wake up and you're and something scary is happening and you go to scream and your mouth shows. That, that's terrifying. That is yes. Yeah. But the iron thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's they're dumb. I would also be afraid if if, if I was the kid whose face like if I woke up and my head had my face covered in white paint. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to that. He's he's getting out second. fine. In a quick second. Alright, so this so she ties she sews Haley's mouth shut, and then um, here's here's the big conversation we need to have. So she gets white paint and uh, goes to Daryl, the only other black person in the movie besides her daughter, paints his face white and says to him, there could be only one of us. Highlander. And director Tate... <laughs> Whatever his white, last director name is. White man it's director. Tate Taylor, but I do like when you go, and Director Tate. <laughs> Direct, director Tate, when asked about the racial implications of this movie, said, What do you mean there what are racial none? implications? <laughs> Race isn't even a part of this at all. <laughs> it's, it's such an and, that, and, and that's the comment that we need to unpack because what the fuck, Tate? 
I mean, you have your you have three black characters in this entire movie. This is also a film, by the way, that almost everybody behind the camera is white. Yeah. Yeah. So your main character is is one of the is one, and she is a villain and murders people. Mm-hmm. The other yeah. one, what does she though? She murders five people. Does she though? She does. Who was okay? Missy Pyle confirmed kill. Confirmed kill. Allison Janney confirmed kill. Kind the of the cop. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Definitely kills the cop. Definitely kills the cop. Luke she, Evans. Not confirmed. I, he's bre- he is breathing on that goddamn bed at the end of the movie. If he's dead, he is doing a bad job of showing it. <laughs> I think that might be a Luke Evans problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, official IMDb kill count is five. But at the at the same time, I, it's like the guy who did the help, you know. Right, but here, but here's the thing. So then he, so then, if you ignore the fact that the only African American person in this movie is the one is the villain, then she paints the the only other kid of color white and says the line there could be only one of us and then you go in an interview and say that there's no racial implications yeah like you're confused by it when you're like oh it's really because he he like says it's really weird that you had that take on it that you took anything racial from this movie it's like oh, what how, the how fuck are, are you talking how about you're supposed to take anything other than her painting and, his face white and saying there could be only one and, and it's also too the the thing about this too is like let's let's talk about this really quick if the help came out in 2018 that's like a green book situation oh for sure like, nobody looks at that movie the same way that they do now than they did, like, ten years ago when it came out. Yeah. So everyone's, like, getting punished by Ma for right. their things. What's this kid's crime? Is that why she doesn't <laughs> hurt him? Not being white. Well, no, you're well, no, you're, you're right, Quinn. They're not punished for their sins. They're punished for their things. <laughs> and, like, could they, could they not think... <laughs> they, just, they really didn't do anything, like, no. that wrong. Like, they drink and smoke pot, like... Most high school kids. Yeah, they prove they prove that's that not which, ca- that's not what she's trait. punishing. Right. She's she's that's not what she's punishing. She's punishing the one for being hot. Yeah, they're they're getting. Well, punished. she's punishing them. She's punishing them because she's mad that when she was a kid that she was made fun of. But she's still punishing and them for bullied. their defining character trait. Right. And so, like that proves that like whoever wrote this movie is like this guy's black. That's his thing. That's all. That's, that's his, all he is. Right. Exactly. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely yeah, right. That, that's, that's his thing. That's his. That's his defining character trait is that he's not white. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we take we take that away by giving being making him be painted white. Ugh. It's just it, I felt so deeply gross watching it. Yeah, and then he's like, "There are no racial." That's, that's what bothers me the most. Mm-hmm. If he, if they, if he was asked that question and was just like, mm, "I don't know." We can move on. But the fact that he's, like, claiming that there are none really bothers me. Because he basically just says, well, is it so wrong that I gave my friend a cool part? He said that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. He got very defensive about it afterwards. Like, in the interview after he said... Well, like, here's the, here's the thing. Big Rachel. If you just cut that moment, it's a lot better. You don't even really think about it. 
Well, here's the you thing. Might, like, but not really. I, here's the problem, I think, ultimately with this movie, is that we keep saying, you could cut this and it could not be part of the movie and it would be fine. And then I think when you kind of you know, take that to the logical end, you can cut everything from this movie and it just doesn't exist and we'd all be fine. <laughs> The only thing we would be missing are, are the memes of Octavia Spencer on Snapchat telling you not to drink alone, which she could have just shot those and we could have not released the movie. I would be fine with that. <laughs> those are my favorite parts of the alone. movie, pretty much. Don't make um, are you guys mad at me? Oh, you're doing... <laughs> I thought you were asking genuinely for a second and I was like, wait, did we? No, but then I remember that was part of it. Just keep interrupting me and then I'm here drinking chocolate milk alone and it's just I put on all my see, denim. You had to see Ma alone. I had to see Ma alone. I have all my denim on including my bedazzled cap <laughs> and it's just I'm dressed to be seen. Um, But we do have to talk about the one thing and I do believe it's the next thing in Lauren's notes. The next thing in your notes. But, uh, you want to hear the next thing? In what, my notes? what was her plan for? Or why did he make out with her? Great. Okay. Because we have to talk about that. We haven't so talked then, about that yet. So she paints his face white, and then while she's doing that, Andy wakes up, makes eye contact with Maggie, his girlfriend, who is also tied up, and he sees bad things happening around him. I think Ashley died at this point. Ashley is the pastor daughter. I'm impressed you've got a name for her. I only know so, because of IMDb. So, so she gets so up and dumb. screams and gets hit with the iron and she dies and we're just moving past that. <laughs> so he wakes up, sees all of this torture going on around him, sees that he's wearing one of those torture dog collars, and then just goes, Ma? <laughs> like a little like a little kid who is sorry that he was put in timeout. Yeah, it's super weird. And then she walks over, He's she's like, oh, you poor baby, and then unties him, and then makes out with her. See, I I got it, because she, he was, like, playing into, the, like, that trope where it's like, oh, if you play along with the killer, you can, like, get away. But, but here's, okay, this is what But I, that's the thing. That's why I was like, so is he trying to do that so that he can overpower her? And save everybody, right? Yeah. But the movie doesn't tell us that. The movie doesn't show us any implications that he is going to do something at all. All we needed, all we needed was him about to make out with her. He looks at the table. We get a cutaway point of view shot of a knife. And right. then he kisses her and it would have been fine. But mm -hmm. we don't have that. All we have is him. We have Ma sees the knife and stabs him, and we never get a confirmation that he was ever attempting to do anything here. No, we see him looking at Maggie, him looking around the room, him looking at Ma, him talking to Ma basically like a child. <laughs> Ma coming over. Which is over. super creepy because at this point he thinks Ma has cancer and her medication is acting <laughs> weird just like his mom. Well, uh, yes. I think he realized by then, now they were, were kidnapped. Yeah, no, he knows what's happening. He sees his friends being tor tortured around him. And then he goes, Ma, and he goes, you're really attractive. And she's like, you're just saying that. And he's like, no, I'm not. And then he makes out with her for an extended period of time with his back towards Maggie. I, 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 I disagree. I think it was clear what he was doing, and I will defend I, the I wish I, it was longer. Hold on. <laughs> Which what was the makeup? All of it. <laughs> no, I think I a hundred percent think that you are. 
I think that that is what you were supposed to have thought, but the movie didn't tell you that. And and I blame I blame Tate. <laughs> I, I think, I think director Tate doesn't know how to make a horror movie, so he doesn't get that. I, I don't I think there was enough time. Quinn, I'm oh my god, Quinn, no. <laughs> not enough ass grabbing. For sure not enough ass cutting. Well, not enough yeah, not enough ass cutting. There should have been more grabbing of ass and using a machete to cut off the ass. I a hundred percent think I hundred percent think that we were supposed to think that that's what his plan was. But the movie does not tell us that. That's just us as an audience favoring a character and wanting them to be doing the right thing. <laughs> just assu- just assuming the only thing that makes any sense in that moment because him deciding to make Oliver is fucking insane. Are you <laughs> telling me that I'm smarter than this movie? I don't I, no, know. I'm saying I'm saying all three of us understand what we think the movie was trying to do, but the movie didn't successfully do it. Are you saying that I understand we all, we... things? I don't buy it. So then after that, uh... Oh, question. This was also something that I think I I just assumed from the movie, but I don't think actually uh, was in the film. Because early on, she goes goes out with her friends, and her mom's like, where were you? She's like, I left a note. And she's like, if you left a note, why didn't you just text me? You only write a note when you're going to get in trouble, or you think you're doing something bad. Uh, So the implication to me is either... Did did Juliette Lewis just assume what was going on and go to rescue her, or did she leave a note? Because I was really hoping that what was going to happen is Juliette Louis Ju, Juliette Louis <laughs> Juliette Lewis was going to show up at the end of the movie, and she was gonna she was gonna shotgun Ma, and then she was gonna go, and that is why you always leave a note. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a fantastic ending, <laughs> and I would have said every ill thing I said about it. <laughs> But no, that's not what happens. No, it's not. And they don't even bring it up again. And I feel like that line was like so much in this movie, completely unnecessary. So he stats. So she's. They make out, and then because he's like, "You're beautiful" or whatever. And then she stabs him. He goes, "You're lying." And then he just passes out. He's just like, "Oh, ma." (laughs) And then she makes Maggie help her prop up all the kids around the couch so she could take a picture with them. Mm-hmm. And Maggie takes the picture, and then and then I kept thinking, "Ooh, this is her moment as she's gonna shine. She's gonna have to save the day." And then, nope, and nope, then, nothing happens. She um, takes the nothing pictures. happens, and she just takes the pictures. And then um, Ma just grabs her collar and just uh, ropes her up, so she's hanging by her co- dog collar noose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so and then the, the poeticness of that is. <laughs> supposed to be like her mom didn't say anything so she can't say anything because she's like choking she's weak but oh, okay. we're, we're never shown that <laughs> i believe you that's a whole thing we're like that's like at the end they're like you're a coward just like your mother but we're never really shown kid version of her mother being a coward Absolutely she's not, not she's even not a part even of the there. story whatsoever no she is she's the one but, with like, the she... girl with brown hair yeah but she's just there like she doesn't yeah, yeah participate yeah. in anything she's just there which I guess is the point. I kind of, but it doesn't seem like she was involved in it. She just was just a kid in high school at the time, and she was like, "You didn't do anything about it. You're a coward." And it's like, well, it wasn't really a part of it. it. Doesn't seem like. Yeah, it was real weird, and that like, and throughout the even the film, she also says that she killed Mercedes for her. Yeah, I, yeah. we didn't talk about that. Ma oh, said right. that. That's weird. What was that about? What's she talking about? <laughs> 
Because uh, <laughs> Mercedes was like kind of mean to her at the casino, but like not really. I guess Mercedes was like just drunk. She wasn't being mean per se. Right. No, and Mom didn't and Luke know that. Evans, the only mean thing that he did was when he was just mean to her for no reason after he confronted her. Because before he said, like, you're you're pathetic and a loser, before he said that, he really didn't even do anything that bad, like, except to for, her. Except <laughs> when she was a kid. Right, I mean, in the present day. Right. Yeah, and then... Because her point is, like, nobody changes, you're all the same. But if he hadn't said that, it would have been like, oh, at least he seems like he's protective and maybe a better person now, but... Then, you know, he says that, so you're like, oh, I guess he does still suck, but <laughs> we I don't know, it's just weird. We are getting to be another episode where this is longer than the movie, which yeah, we have, we have. I right, will because, defend no, they, is fair, because there's so much to say. Well, this is, this is to, to be fair, the, the movie is um, one hour and 40 we've, minutes we've long. We've barely gotten off topic. <laughs> okay. The movie is, it's an hour and 40 minutes long, but it moves the lawn at a brisk, like, Feels like a brisk two and a half hours. <laughs> but it, it does, but not in a way where it's like, I wish I could leave. You are gripped. This movie, See, I, I felt like I was in Ma's basement, dog collar around my neck, spikes jutting out. Telling <laughs> my luster. Spikes are coming out. <laughs> uh, what I remember happening was I looked at, I looked at my watch, um, I think in the liquor scene, when they're in the liquor store with... Uh, Julia Lewis. And I remember, I think I checked my watch and I went, it's only been an hour. Because <laughs> at that point I thought, wow, there's probably like 10 minutes left in this movie. <laughs> but I was wrong. It was only an hour. So we still had like another like We also did forget the scene minutes. where she buys alcohol for another group of teens and they throw a beer at her window for some reason. Yeah, that was completely unnecessary. That didn't need to be in the movie. I don't even know why they did that. It was just to show her that teens never change. I guess. So, uh, and the the way the way Octavia cries was so interesting. <laughs> You're right because like she would just scrunch up her face to the point where it almost looked she was like close her eyes and smiling, and then just like let out a sound, and it was so good. <laughs> it happened multiple times. So, uh, Maggie's. Uh, being hung. She's trying to escape. And then Ma goes upstairs and her daughter hits her with a frying pan and shuts the door on her. Even though she knows that there's people trapped in there, right? Mm -hmm. She just doesn't do anything. And now that the basement's on fire because inexplicably there's a lot of candles lit down there for no reason. And also, like, I don't know how it spreads because there's no gas or anything. No, there was a shot... Of it spreading but, on gasoline, but there was no shot of gasoline being poured at any moment. Yeah, that's maybe, my point. Maybe yeah. somebody during the, one of the parties drank gasoline and spit it Oh, maybe it's alcohol. No, because he drops the bottle. Oh, it's alcohol. Yeah, yeah. That is what it is. All right, there we go. Chaz, Chaz dropped the bottle when he gets Sorry, Tate. <laughs> yeah. We apologize for that one. Yeah, you're right. The movie's flawless. <laughs> 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 so, so even though, because... Maybe she didn't know that they were down here, but, but down there. But when before the cops get shot, she definitely heard Maggie scream, "Help me!" So she knows at least one person is in the basement. So then she hits Ma on the frying pan and locks her in the basement and hears her fall down the stairs, knowing that there's people down there in danger. And then 
waits a while before being like, maybe I'll go down there and help them. So then she runs down there, helps Maggie uh, not be hung anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And then now uh, Andy decides to not be unconscious anymore after being stabbed. Mm -hmm. And they all wake up at the same time. And it is the part that, that, like I said, that one genuinely freaky part is when Haley wakes up and she screams uh, because the building is on fire and someone's being scream. hung and she can't and she's her mouth so shut. That's pretty. Would scary. you say that's yeah. your biggest fear, Tyler? Now it is not being able to talk. Yes, good to know. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to do? That would be bad for my five podcasts. <laughs> Speaking, so, Lauren, what's your biggest fear? Just, just quite wondering. <laughs> no reason. I don't feel comfortable sharing. Mine's clowns. <gasps> it's yes. Lauren's theory. She didn't want to say it. Clowns and like just the nature of death itself, but we won't get that existential. <laughs> oh damn! Because here's here's my thing, and it's funny that we had a a Chucky movie trailer before an it trailer. Because I always say... Uh, well, we didn't have sound for most of the Chucky trailer, right. to be fair. It was, it was a silent maybe, film. <laughs> I, me and some people, I think it was just me, Tyler, and our mom were talking recently. And she said, dolls are scarier than clowns. Essentially. And I was like, well, you can kick a doll and it'll go far away. <laughs> you can't kick a clown because now you just have an even more angry clown. <laughs> well, I, but you didn't specify it first, dude, because I do believe you said you can kick a doll, but you can't kick a clown. And I was like, you can kick a clown. There's, no, there's, my, no, there's, there's nowhere where it says you can't kick a but clown. My, but my point is that it's not going to be effective. <laughs> yeah. And now you just have a, a, a clown that's angry that you kicked him. <laughs> Yeah, I, full, I fully agree with that. No, clowns, fucking terrifying. I hate them. So Even at like parades where they're not supposed to be spooky, I still have to turn around and I can't look at them. Well, that's how, that's how I found out Lauren didn't like clowns, because we were at a I parade. Kept it, I kept it hidden for maybe... This was a couple years ago. 18, I was, 19 years. Yeah, because we were, we were at this parade, and the clowns are coming, and I went to go say something to Lauren, and Lauren wasn't there anymore. And I turned around, and she was like... We were, like, in a field, and she was, like, turned away from the parade just looking at nothing. And I was like, hey, what's going on? And I was like, And she was like, oh, nothing. (laughs) And then he turned around and goes, wait, are you scared of clowns? And then I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, and then you you were like, oh, I've I've been caught. I've been always scared of clowns. So she lifts her up. By the way, in the meantime... Maggie's mom finally realizes that she's gone and calls Stu. My, my, I, I thought her first thing would be she, like, r- her first thought would be, like, oh, she ran off to that little boyfriend of hers and would check, like, Luke Evans's house first or try to call yeah, that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Immediately calls Stu. That was also really contrived. Like, why even have her say, I'm going to call. I'm going to call his dad. Like if you, the whole reason, and then she's like, no, don't call his dad because well, if she calls the dad, he won't answer. And then they could be like, well, why didn't that happen? And they can investigate it. So they were like, we can't do that. We got to make up a contrived reason to say not to. And then she doesn't do it afterwards. Like, why wouldn't she go, go to your room and then call him? It was dumb. Bad parenting. Yeah. So then she calls Stu, which why Stu's a character. I don't know either. She calls Stu. I'm glad he is, uh, to, dri- to, dri- to drive her to Ma. 
Stu's great. Ma's house. And then they walk in and they get all the kids out. Um, and for some reason, Maggie, for all intents and purposes, is fine. <laughs> like, she was choked out a little bit, but, like, she's fine. Everyone yeah. else has, except for the kid who was painted Well, late. she has enough, like, tranquilizer in her system to kill somebody, but that she seems fine for whatever reason. Here, here's the one of the most mysterious parts of the movies to me, though, is, like... When Ma's dragging away Jeannie, and there's like, I'm gonna kill her, and they're both just standing there and feel the need to stab Ma, when it would have seemed pretty easy for two people to just get Jeannie away from Ma. Yeah. Like, it was a very slow drag away, if you will. So, we have... <laughs> so, for some reason, Maggie's mom is just, like, full hands around her, kind of, like constricting her from moving but for seemingly no reason she's fine she's standing up by herself and then they're having this ma's like you you maggie's mom you did nothing you watched you are nothing and then um so then she goes and takes Ginny. oh by the way a whole house is like caught on fire I, we, we talked about she it taking Ginny. <sighs> Just to, I, I think to know. burn. Into the fire? I think, I think she wanted to do a, like a classic murder-suicide. Yeah. Classic. So then, and for some reason... Check off some murder-suicide. Her mom, her mom, her mom's character has not developed whatsoever and is perfectly fine watching this innocent teenager die in a fire. Yeah, she's just standing like, there just like... Not doing anything. If anything, constricting her daughter from helping. And constricting her daughter from running away from the fire if she wanted to make that choice, too. (laughs) Yeah. Why are they even standing there having this... Like, go... You're standing... Just do something. Get out. Get out and be like, oh, no, Jenny, let's go save her. You're in a a house that is on fire, standing on wooden steps in a basement. Go upstairs! Plus, you could have done a cool thing, maybe, where, like, they go back to save her and Octavia Spencer's like... She's on fire. Now she's like a scary person. But here's she's all, all burnt here's up. Here's also the thing. So they couldn't get out because Maggie tried to get out earlier and the window was boarded shut and she put a trap in the in the basement door. Um, but at no point do they try and just walk upstairs into the house. At no point do they try that. I they don't even try I'm, anything I'm... other than the front door to leave. No. So then um, that's how Octavia has enough time to get up. But then, so the mom is, like, not letting her go, and then eventually she breaks free and then just stabs Ma. She doesn't even try to, like, just drag Jeannie away. She's like, I'm just gonna stab the bitch. Yeah. Or, like, punch her or, like, hit her in the head with something. No, stab her, get Ginny, and then Ma watches them leave and is kind of fine. Walks upstairs. House still very much so on fire. Mm-hmm. And they're all standing around, and she just looks at them through the window and is just, like, looking at, like, Maggie holding Andy, who's still alive somehow. <laughs> and um, then she just goes upstairs and crawls into bed with a bleeded out but still breathing Luke Evans mm-hmm. as the house catches on fire. And the last but, shot is just the house of the, of the shot of the house on fire for some reason instead of that like shot. Like, a weird drone shot of it. Right. That doesn't make much sense. And we could have just ended with, yeah, we could have just ended with that shot of them lying there. Mm-hmm. And then that's Ma. Any other thoughts or any other things you want to bring up? It's just, it's, it, like, defies 
genre defies criticism it defies review it just it's it exists i think outside of the realm of what we comprehend as cinema it's it's just so like it's just ill-advised everything about this movie was ill-advised and nothing but also it's perfect and I would watch it at any time. Yes, of course. We all love it. It's a great film. <laughs> but yeah, I don't... I don't know. Lauren, what do you got? I think I said everything that I wanted to say about... I mean, plot-wise and everything. Yeah. Alright. Well, <laughs> um, So, do we want to do some one-star reviews? Can you find some? <clears throat> yeah, there, there's a lot. What? One, there's a, there's Why? A, there's a two-star review. Didn't they hear? Didn't they hear Quinn say that it's beyond review? There, it, there yeah. is a two-star review, and I'm not gonna read it. But the it's a two stars, and it, the title of it is "See Godzilla Instead." Oh, burn. that's fully false. Godzilla sucked. <laughs> it's kind of boring. Oh, I thought you liked it. Not really. I like the first one, and I like Kong Skull Island a lot, but I didn't really like this one as much. Yeah, no, it was so boring and so long. Like, nothing insane happens. Yeah, not a single butt got cut off in Godzilla either. I'm getting <laughs> Where pissed. Where are the butts? I'm getting pissed, guys! There's one that's a one star, and it says, I was expecting a psychological horror film. What I got instead was a horrible mismatch of psychological horror, slasher, and revenge fantasy. I wanted it to be all three at once, and it did none of them. Um, this one is like, go watch a Hitchcock film. I sure you haven't and probably won't since you adore this steaming pile of a movie. I do adore this okay. steaming pile of a movie. <laughs> they have are you seen a Hitchcock correct. film? Correct. Wait, what I... Did you say? Yeah. I only, listen, I only heard the steaming pile of garbage part. I mean, no, because it started off with, go watch a Hitchcock film. Yeah, well, I could see how this is, yeah, very similar to Hitchcock in a lot of ways. <laughs> Clearly you know what Hitchcock I'm did it better. <laughs> When I'm watching Modern Camp Classic Mob. <laughs> God damn it, why isn't this Vertigo instead? The, here, the, here's one. This has to have been generated by artificial intelligence. There is absolutely no other excuse. <laughs> I'm just going to read this fun, this one. Uh, it's one star. It's a, uh, it has one star. It's called Just Create an Account to Warn People. And it says, I don't understand why they keep writing incoherent stuff. If you are over 12, you won't like it. I mean, the location is a tiny town because the boys said that there's nothing there. And probably Sue Ann works in the only pet veterinary and haven't seen the boys and girls who bullied her. But after she met a pretty boy, she snaps. And why she had a daughter like Gypsy... <laughs> what? What? <laughs> that, that's no. the girl from the act that is based on. Her name's Gypsy. Oh. oh. No. Also copied their story. I'll cut your hair because it will fall and don't do anything. Nothing makes sense. The daughter of Juliet Lewis there looked smart and seems to have a good relation with her mom. Told her about her boyfriend. But why? Nobody has a house for parties. A bunch of exclamation points. Does nobody have an older brother who bought alcohol? Well, here's a... I hope they start making comedies, because the whole room was laughing. Uh, it was an okay comedy. Yeah, they're mysteriously all only children. 
Can can I say something else that is it seems confusing and it goes along with the like I've been here for a week thing. Um this he says it's a small town and there's not much to do. But then she says she's nervous for her first day of school because it's such a big school. And then and also, yeah, that's a good point. How has she not if they live in such a small town, how has she not seen Ben and And where is she long? working where is she working as a at a uh, casino in a small town. There's there's a casino in Toledo, and maybe it's a suburb or something. There's a casino. But like, in is the there town a small? We saw this movie in. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. It, the city. Is it know. a city? Yeah, Austin Town, probably. Here's a here's a fun one star review. Alfred Hitchcock was so moved by Octavia Sp- Spencer's incredible performance in Ma. It inspired him to create Psycho in this essay, I will. Um, you wrote that, you? (laughs) (laughs) This movie made me drink alone. Um, (laughs) All right. So, do you have... So, do you have a... uh, Okay, hold on. How are we going to fix the movie? Is I, that our next segment? Well, I think it we fixed is. it. It's there's there's you cut uh, off the ass. Yeah, if she cuts off asses, this movie's way better. Yeah, but at if the same time, the I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a lot of small changes. It's a lot of things that just like cut. You cut the pastor girl character. Cut cut that character. You cut the daughter. Cut the daughter. Doesn't need to be there. Cut she, her getting kissed. She. No, you add that one POV shot, and that scene's fine. You, no, no, no. I mean when Haley kisses her for no reason. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, you add the POV shot of the knife to give him some motive. Or because we're cutting all this other stuff, maybe we, we, we add on that we imply that she's gay more than that, so that it makes sure. more sense. Yeah. Um, she cuts the butt off. The mom comes in Cut and is butt. like, that's why you leave a note. <laughs> and, then, um, and then... And Luke Evans does better acting after he dies. <laughs> And then yeah, my, I, I was disappointed because Luke Evans clearly didn't give a shit. <laughs> Luke Evans learns to hold his breath. And then it ends with Ma looking dead into camera, saying it's five o'clock somewhere. And then at every five o'clock showing of Ma throughout the country, Octavia Spencer comes out with a knife. <laughs> oh wow, I that's was a lot say, of work for her. I was gonna say um, she crawls into bed with dead Luke Evans. Or he can still be breathing, and then she looks deadpan in the camera and goes, don't make me die alone. (laughs) That would have been good. But she didn't even need to say anything. Like, a better music choice, and then her just staring at the camera would have been a better ending than that unnecessary shot of the house on fire. I'm gonna need, I need at least one dead-on line to camera. (laughs) But it's just, like I said, the biggest problem with this is that... How else do you end a film? Right. This guy just doesn't know how to make horror movies at all. He just doesn't get it. No, me, me and... Lauren, uh, we made a film the other weekend with some friends, and we realized that we end half of our films with just dead-ons to camera. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite motif to end with. (laughs) You break the fourth wall in every film, right? I mean, that's what it's for. Yeah. To be broken. Yeah, if you introduce a fourth wall in the first act (laughs) of a film, you have to break it by the third. All right. So, uh, Quinn, what do you rate? Let's let, let's let our guests go first. What do you rate this movie out of five stars? Me? Mm-hmm. One star. <laughs> yeah! Ow! ow. Air horns. <laughs> we got a new soundboard? Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I brought one. How does it sound? <laughs> Season two, we have a soundboard. 
Uh, Quinn, how do you rate this movie? This is a full-on five-star film. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Her head is down. Well, did you expect something different? No. I went into this movie knowing 100% I was going to love it, and I was <laughs> not disappointed. <laughs> I was going to say, I think it's like, uh, I would say like a one and a half star. I feel like quitting this podcast right now. <laughs> I think it's... I don't know. I feel like if you had a drink... Oh, wait. I was going to say... I literally was about to say, I feel like if you had a drinking game, it would be fun. And then that's what reminded me that we do have a yeah. <laughs> where we put it as a drinking game. So, that's a great segue. Mm-hmm. I'm not done. I'm still mad at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was alone and <laughs> i true. had a blast right me me and lauren should have sat in different seats <laughs> we shouldn't have sat near each other in this it was so much fun for me <laughs> and i forgot the other point but i'm right <laughs> you're wrong i think i needed more uh don't make me drink alone lines Oh, that's what it was. Also, I, I knew this. I was going to love this movie so much. If you watch the film me and Lauren made this weekend, once it's released, you will hear my character enter a room and immediately say, don't be, make me drink all of this alone. <laughs> and that was before seeing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it was also very deliberate. And the director did make you change the line to all of this, so we weren't just very clearly ripping this line off from the movie. I don't understand what the issue was. <laughs> we are part of Ma Army. <laughs> we are part of the Ma Army. The Ma Army. So, a drinking game. I, you take a shot, or not a shot, you can take a drink every time you realize that Ma wants to fuck that teen. You Anytime Ma wants to fuck a teen. I think you should drink every time you feel the actor at a scene is clearly doesn't give a shit about what they're doing. <laughs> to to quote um a person we like, BDG, um, mm -hmm. you drink every time you go, what? Hell yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's a good description of this entire movie is what? <laughs> Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Ooh, drink whatever an inappropriate 80s song is playing. <laughs> yeah, drink every time a music cue makes you question if this person has listened to music since 1989. I feel like this is a good one for all horror movies, but drink every time you see someone thinking about making a good decision and then makes a bad one. Uh, drink whenever you hear Luke Evans' normal accent in that one scene where he forgets to do <laughs> an American shot, accent. Take a shot when that happens. <laughs> take a shot when that happens. Finish no, your finish your drink. drink. Finish your drink. Finish your drink when you see the little peen. <laughs> <laughs> and then finish your drink again. Finish your drink when you see the little you peen. Need, in that scene, you need two full drinks. <laughs> Whenever then, Luke Evans appears on screen, finish your drink. <laughs> take, a, take a shot every time you're like, they could have cut off an ass right then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This scene has too many intact asses. <laughs> that, I mean, we need to work on the order of these drink of these uh, segments, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Are, is that it? Not my problem. <laughs> no, we're at the end of all of our segments, I believe, except for. Let's. Uh, are we done with the drinking game? Yeah. You'll be. You'll be drunk. Yeah. So you'll be drunk. As long, but guys, come on. 
don't drink alone. <laughs> yeah. Don't play this game alone. Don't, don't play alone. this game don't drink alone. alone. I think you almost exclusively have to play. You can only play this game once you've asked people to play the game and they oh. said no. Here's here's another one. You take a drink. Take a drink every time somebody says something that you don't think is in the script, but it actually made you laugh. Yeah. That's a good. One. I also, I f- you have to, you can only invite people to play this game with you via Snapchat video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> leave leave whenever you want to watch Ma and play the drinking game. You have to call FaceTime call all your friends, and you got to leave like seventy five messages. It's got to be quite a small thing. So there's there's a point in the movie where Haley sends a video because to... I was going to say something too. Haley sends a video to everyone telling them to not go to Ma's house anymore. And then sends it to Ma? Yeah, what the fuck was that all about? I thought it was like a story. Oh, man. I she said was... she blocked her. After that, I think. No, she said it before. She probably Ma probably made a new account then. I, I also think that the best actor in this film... It's the old lady sitting next to her at the nail salon. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so funny. I loved it. <laughs> that was great. It was. And we forgot to mention that, but it was real good. Mm-hmm. All right. So what... I didn't mean to just hit the mic. What do you recommend seeing instead of this movie? Uh, That's out right now? No, just in general. Like, just what movie... Does this like what do you what movie do you want to recommend people watch? I don't know because I just say like fucking go and see Ma, you fucking scab. <laughs> you cowards. <laughs> I'll, I said about Booksmart. I'll say it about this. Anyone not seeing this in theaters is a coward. I could say yeah. Go, go, go see, see Booksmart. Book well, like, go, go see, see Booksmart just because of how fucking dare you not see Booksmart? This fucking yeah. great ass movie, you freaking scabs. <laughs> <laughs> I like you ending every sentence with that. I, you freaking scab. I, I, I love it as an insult. <laughs> um, yeah, go see Booksmart for sure. Mm-hmm. Give them money. Yeah, money, you know, it's, money, money. It's, it has the same lead act, not lead actress, but the lead actress of Ma is in it in a much sexier role. Mm-hmm. I, I also really appreciate one of the things I, I I currently appreciate about Booksmart is that for some reason they won't tell anybody how much it costs to make, and I think that's fun because I don't know why they're doing that. <laughs> so we have no idea if they've made their money back or not. They won't say. So I don't know. Maybe they need it. Maybe they don't. Who knows? Schrodinger's box office budget. <laughs> I don't um, know. I don't know why, but I can't come up with a single like corny horror movie I love right now. I'm trying to, but I can only think of, like, actually good ones I like. Happy Death Day? No, see, I I think Happy Death Day is, like, a lot more intentional than Ma. You know what I mean? Like, I think it knows, it definitely knows more what would, it's doing than Ma does. Well, you, I'm just gonna say that you said horny horror movie. I meant, cor- I said corny. think of, you said what? Corny? I thought you said horny with an H. I mean, and that made me think of Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day is corny, but like it knows what it's doing more than Ma it's, knows. It's intentional, yeah. and it's good, and you should watch it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why. I can't think of a single bad horror movie I love right now. My Babysitter's a Vampire. Oh, uh, That's I'll say this because I, I, I just watched the Deadbeat Kill Count the other day. Uh, <gasps> Sleepaway Camp. We need to do Sleepaway Camp. I fucking love Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp is very good. And the thing 
Gwen, I don't know if you saw my tweet about it, but the thing that's really good about Sleepaway Camp is that once you know that it was uh, that Wet Hot American Summer was direct, like a direct like response to Sleepaway Camp, like they watched Sleepaway Camp and like that inspired Wet Hot American Summer. It, it oh, makes so much the, more sense. The moment I watched uh, Wet Hot American Summer for the first time, I got it all because I had seen Sleepaway Camp before I seen that. Yeah. They're so similar in the best way. Yeah. Like, it, it's... And, and Sleepaway Camp is very good. I also feel like we should recommend Wet Hot American Summer. Sure. It's great. I want to show those movies in a double feature someday. I, I, the only one I can think of for some reason is the one uh, I did for uh, Tipsy Terror, the episode I guess did with them, which is um, All Cheerleaders Die, which is a fun, corny horror movie. And saying that made me think of another movie called Return of the Living Dead. That is one of <laughs> the most perfect movies I've ever seen. If you distilled the 80s into a film and then made it a zombie movie, it's this. And it's so good. I really recommend it. I think you guys would really like it. Wh- which one is that? It's called The Return of the Living Dead. It has nothing to do with like the Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead franchise. Okay. Don't think it does. The Blank of the... Dead or whatever. There's so many movies like that. It's really hard to keep track of which. It, it's which. it's called Return of the Living Dead, but it's its own thing. There's no. It's not a sequel. Good to know. Um. So we gave some recommendations. Uh, Quinn also wants you to see Ma. Yeah. Just uh, honestly, just watch this movie. We are way past our appropriate time limit. <laughs> woo, woo! It's. I. I mean, it is how we started off season one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. With a, the first episode of every season's got to be very long. It's right. going to be you again longer so much for having me on the, the season movie. premiere. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we planned that. Yeah, it's fun to be here on the season premiere. Yeah, it's not like earlier today we were thinking of doing a different movie for your guest episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yep. that's not true. <laughs> no. It's fine. I only spent that whole movie talking about the new Star Wars Land at Disney. It's the only thing I care about right now. <laughs> He really, it's honestly. I'm really good. excited about it. It's honestly good that we didn't do it. That would have been <laughs> definitely the wrong. I would have said. I just would have kept talking about it. <laughs> All right. So, unless anyone has any other final thoughts. Okay. Bye. Wait. No. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, you want to plug anything? Oh, yes. Yeah. I would like to plug. Um, I, I got a podcast called Generation Animation where we talk about cartoons every week, different stuff on there, and maybe some fun interviews, so go check that out if you haven't seen it. I also want to plug The Breakdown, we, or The Silver Screen Breakdown, as we call it now, which is a movie show I do where we talk about movie news, and we talk about um, uh, news, box office results, and we <laughs> review movies, and it's a lot of fun. Hopefully Quinn will be on there later this summer, and Woo-hoo. maybe Lauren. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all right and that's it oh and i do another show uh about uh oh i actually do have another plug i was gonna i was gonna jokingly plug snuffed but <laughs> <laughs> i actually do have another podcast called tim and tyler learn a lesson where me and my friend tim welsh watch old uh after school specials from like the 70s and 80s and 90s and we joke about it so you can download that now it's you can out. also listen to snuffed our podcast with the three of us where we talk about survivor uh I would like to say that that was the reason for the one-star hiatus, but we also barely put out episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we didn't do that one either. (laughs) Um, I'm at Mala Turnip on Twitter. 
I'm uh, at which one's my Twitter? Underscore Quinn Latifah, and um, we are we are at um, at One Star Movies on mm-hmm. Twitter, and we also have a letterbox uh, that was recently made. It's just one star. If you look that up, we'll start using that with the new season, so that'll be exciting. Give you, like, <laughs> little little sneak previews of the episodes and stuff. Who knows what'll happen? We don't know. Yeah, I have... I, I, it will be up to us. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to this ridiculously long episode. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. It felt like an hour and 40 minutes to me. <laughs> Great. All right. Okay, bye. (laughs) Great. (laughs) There it is.